last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, we open the episode with Glenn, Cosmo, and Bryn performing a sort of swearing-in ceremony where they're pledging their allegiance to the Revivifists. Cosmo, ever the skeptic, when an oath or matters of his honor in question, isn't fully convinced. Glenn asks if there are any perks, like a cool jacket or something. With some hesitations, the boys do go through the ceremony, accepting a sort of binding spell as a right to join the ranks of the Revivifists. The group is then directed by Bachran to the arcanist of this group, Dags. Upon meeting Dags, Glenn attempts to prank him by creating an illusion that he dropped a vial of a very volatile substance. While Dags wasn't phased, Bachran dove for the vial, further widening the gap in the friendship of Glenn and Bachran. Dag has inquired about the shards of Loth's soul, and as he uh, begins to investigate them with his array of instruments, we're viewing a projection of memories from the moment in which we first grabbed that shard. Cosmo, after some behest, gives up the rest of the shards to Dags, and he begins to feverishly study them as we see more of these projections being put up upon the wall of his arcanum. Uh, we make our way out to the greater of the town of Goshir. Uh, Rangrim sees a forge by the name of Hell's Bells, where they assume they cold forge a lot of the dark steel that has been run to the town. Cosmo and Rangrim make their way there and are greeted by the forge master, Excon. Rangrim, having an idea of what he wants to do, asks for some help from Excon in creating a new magic item by combining his Warhammer and his in the meteoric javelin. And with the help of Excon, his creation was successful. Glenn had made his way to the inn to wait for Cosmo and Rangrim and orders the entire drink's special menu and has Ignis, the halfling bartender, and many other patrons joyfully shouting, yeah, fuck the new gods. Rangrim and Cosmo meet with Bryn and Glenn at the inn. That sentence, I, there's no way I could write it to make sense. Rangrim and Cosmo meet with Bryn and Glenn at the inn. Rangrim informs the group of his success and tries to convince the group that we should make some more nonsense shit. After some drinking, the boys race their way back up to the room that they have acquired, and after a few more drinks and one, one or two more chants of fuck the new gods from Glenn, uh, we're greeted by our friends Das and Tom at our room, and Das, seemingly out of breath, exclaims to Glenn, we found it. We found the lair of that gold dragon gold break. Thank you very much, Dan. That brings us to episode 111, Gold Break. So when we last left our Almost Heroes, the three of you, including Bryn, had settled down to sleep at the World's End Tavern uh, in Goshir, um, when Doss, the Baron, uh, had come bursting into your room. Hey, uh, so, um, we found it, okay? We found the lair of that ancient gold dragon, Goldbrick. And so uh, I think we just kind of pick up in that moment as uh, a very out of breath Doss is kind of uh, you know leaning uh, leaning against uh, Tom in the door in the door frame. It's just like, okay, <clears throat> this uh, yeah this uh, this body is uh, it's not getting any younger. Okay, <laughs> what's what's all the commotion? Um, wait, you just waking up? Do you uh, hear that? Okay. 
I, I heard it, but you have to do it now? I mean, I'm, I'm sleeping. Oh, uh, that's right. Yep, sometimes I forget, um, you know, the whole cycle of time and all that. Um, yep, sorry about that. I didn't mean to wake you up. I just, you know, you know, breaking news uh, kind of comes when you uh, least expect it. So uh, just uh, doing my deal, due diligence here. All right, well, I'm I'm awake. Uh, where is this? Where is this tome? I thought it was a dragon. The tome. tome. What are you talking about? The tome. Tomb. Sorry, extra letters. Tomb. Where Where is this? This cave of this dragon. I'm assuming he's dead, right? Because you didn't say you found the dragon. You found where he was hiding, or did you actually find Coldbreak? I I don't I don't. I wouldn't expect did him to I, go in there. They were going to call I, us. Exactly. You know, it, you know, yes, did I owe you a favor? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Did I fulfill that favor by finding it's, by finding the lair of this uh, this big, big scaly gold boy? Totally, 100%. Did I send one of my valuable uh, kind of uh, henchmen in there to, to, to just become potentially just ragged food? Did not do that. Due diligence was not done fully. I figured this uh, maybe... That would be uh, kind of, and he's like pointing around the room. He's like, the four of you would be uh, kind of up to the task of seeing whether or not uh, your boy, uh, you know, Goldbreak is uh, still, you know, taking a bit, a little bit of a nippy nap in there or something. I mean, Glenn's going to look to Bryn. Uh, I'm absolutely here for a, a quick jaunt to wherever this place might be. Is it? Is it close? I mean, that's, is it, is it? Far? Uh, you're not really giving us much descriptions by the fact that a lair might exist somewhere in this plane, which was kind of what I assumed. So what have you provided at this point? <laughs> I think Doss is still kind of wheezing a little bit, uh, and he's kind of catching his breath, and uh, Bryn looks over and he goes, well, as far as I can tell, uh, I'm pretty damn fireproof, so uh, I don't mind <laughs> if you, uh, I don't mind going after, uh, going a little, doing a little spelunky if we need to. Uh, it kind of looks back over to, uh, over to Doss. Okay, no, you're right. That's fair. Um, did not tell you where it is. I was like doing this thing where I build up kind of like a like a big reveal, and so uh, I, I mean, it's kind the tension, of uh, the tension is mi- thoroughly mitigated, built. mitigated a little bit, but it's okay. Listen, listen. So um, you know that big, uh, yeah. So just south of here, it's not too far. Um, the the Ebon Ridge, that that big ass volcano. Um, it's a uh, it's up inside of that thing. So like in the, at the, at the tippity top of the peak, uh, it's just kind of up inside the vault, you know, the, the part with the fiery lava, all that inside that area. Oh man. He didn't even, didn't really go that far. Has he been, I wonder if he's just been like watching over gold break at that point. I mean, that's like a stone's throw. If I remember correctly, especially for, he'd be gotta be what, like an, an ancient dragon at this point. I'd say so. Yeah, what, I mean, we're talking uh, talking easily a thousand years old at this point. Um, so a uh, little bit, little bit more information, I guess. Um, I, I think the uh, the original uh, we weren't able to uh, gain entrance. The original uh, entrance seems to be like sealed up. I don't. We, we weren't able to find an actual like entrance to it. Um, so it was. Uh, it seems like it was sealed up long ago. I assume you know doing little uh, due diligence with the, uh, you know, kind of looking at what dragons do. They generally kind of will seal up their entrances and hide away, just making sure that no, uh, you know, kind of wayward adventurers come, you know, seeking their riches and hordes and all that. Um, 
But, uh, you know, from the lore and, uh, you know, kind of the tall tales about Goldbreak, doesn't seem like maybe they'd have much hoard left if that's what they used to, you know, donate it to build the grand city of Goldbreak in here in, uh, you know, ye old Sakal. So uh, not really sure um, with that, with the actual, like, main entrance. However, it just so happens there's an ancient dwarven forge that's located directly above it. And um, I, I don't, it hasn't been in use for some time, um, but uh, I was thinking maybe, uh, you know, with a bit of uh, luck and maybe some elbow grease, um, if you were able to, um, you know, maybe dig your way down and access it through the bottom of, uh, of this old forge. I, I, I don't know. I, do you guys, uh, <clears throat> I think, um, I don't know if it means anything to you. Uh, it's called, um, I think it's called the Dawn Forge. Flynn just looks at Cosmo. Yeah, we we've heard of it. Okay, yeah, it's um, I don't know, it's some old, it's some old ass moldy dwarven forge. It hasn't been in use for a long, long time, so I don't really know. Uh, it's uh, it doesn't mean anything to me. So um, that's cool. That's great. Um, if you're familiar with it, um, I mean, I it seemed like it was sealed up completely. Uh, I don't really know if there's uh, uh, hopefully you guys have a key or you know a big big ass hammer or something. He like looks over and sees like multiple big hammers in the room. He's like, well, it seems like you're well equipped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm probably the key again. Yeah, He's if like, anything, we've got a, a, a whole gaggle of doorknobs too that probably get us into a lot of places. So I think we're <laughs> we're kind of primed for this dungeon dwelling. All right. Um well good. So we have our heading then. Um do we want to go back to bed? Are we just going to hop up and begin preparations? I mean, uh, I mean, I'll let you, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if that was an invitation, but I, you know, I'm flattered. You're not really my type, but, uh, um, I'll, uh, if you guys, what want, is your I, type? Like, you know, Hey, um, that's a, that's a much longer conversation. And, uh, you know, <laughs> this is a, you know, it's a, it's a multi multiplanar kind of, uh, multiverse kind of situation there. So, uh, it's, uh, Maybe uh, maybe when I'm uh, a few drinks in, well, it's uh, Eli gives you a wink. Um, but um, then floats over like, some of the really hot ale. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I forgot about this this horrifyingly warm, warm ale that dwarfs mm. burnt ale. It's just, it's been cooking for hours at this point, just like a slow roasted a keg of ale, and he just kind of takes it. And he like he he drinks it and goes. Well, that's foul. <laughs> well, dwarves, I get it. Yeah. He just kind of like slowly sets it back down on the side table and goes, mm, "Well, yep, I'll get back to that that one later. You uh, you want to watch that one? You watch that one for me. I'll, I'll get back to it." So, do you have a a way to get to the Dawn Forge, or is this something that uh you need us to kind of figure our route over? Because I've seen you literally just appear on a cart that's been traveling so uh is that something that you might be able to assist in the travels that still follow the uh the favor uh, side of the house or i mean uh i could uh i can't really take um multiple people through a doorway uh, i could just take one um you know that's just kind of the magic there um you know dimension doors and has their uh their limitations and all that so um <laughs> 
but uh no i can um and he like he like pulls a map out of his pocket um and he's like he's like and he like puts it against the actually he turns around and puts it against tom and he's just like kind of drawing on it he's like drawing like circles <laughs> and like uh, and like little dotted lines and uh this like handily like just kind of like roughly scrawled thing and it literally just when he hands it over to you um it it literally just like is a circle that is kind of like around the Evan De- the Evan Ridge and it like point and then there's like an arrow that points to like the higher peak because there's essentially there's two peaks and like the bigger peak um there is like there's just an arrow pointing to like the edge of the rim of the volcano he's like okay um and he kind of like starts stepping back out of the room like okay well uh I, you know I kind of it seems like I did my my part and uh <clears throat> you know you know, not for nothing, but uh, I'm gonna got some things to, to do. So if you don't, if you don't, if there's nothing else for uh for old Das, um, we're gonna get uh, ski daddling. Uh, real quick, I actually had a question for you, but I'll you know I'll walk you out. Uh, oh, I was already step. Okay, okay. But then just gonna like follow him over, and like once we're in the in the hallway and sort of out of earshot, Glenn's gonna look over to him and kind of show him, kind of hold out his forearms. And goes so uh. Might have agreed to something that made us uh, sort of bound to the revivifist. Anyway, you know how to uh, maybe release binding spells, especially oh, if shit. the people involved don't know how. Oh man, to, uh, uh, she know she got you. Re- 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 reverse it. She got you. Uh, she got you in her uh, in her in her web now, huh? Uh, that's um, he's like laughing a little bit. Like that's um, wow, that's funny. I uh, I actually didn't peg you for something who who would uh, who would kind of give into that thing um no i mean it's it's cool i you know they're uh they seem like decent decent folk um i when it comes to breaking it um i, I mean i'm sure there's ways uh i don't know these kind of like uh these kind of like promise curse spell kind of things like these bindings they're um they are a bit tricky uh usually they're bound to um the limb in which they are uh, attached to so uh i mean it, if you're attached to, you know, whatever arm or, you know, hopefully you didn't like, you know, around your head. Cause that, you know, you can't live without that. But, um, I just, you know, I'm sure you can find someone that can break that. Uh, but it's uh, going to be no, uh, no easy feat. And I'm fairly confident that, uh, depending on the binding spell, uh, the caster might be aware of, uh, such breakings of them. So, Hey, mm. uh, you, uh, you, you know, live your, live your best life and all that. Um, but, uh, to be honest, I would uh, wouldn't worry about it too much unless you uh, you know kind of run up against breaking it or something like that because then you could die uh, easily because then it kind of turns into a curse more than a, a you know kind of a gift there. So um, you know what? Uh, and he kind of like pats you on the back. Goes, I believe in you, Glenn. And he kind of pats you on the back and like kind of like just just looks at you and is like, you can tell just slowly inching away from you. In this conversation, yeah, they they promised us jackets, and we haven't seen anything yet. So just trying to figure oh, out no, how long get... before I have to get out of this one. Oh damn, they got some cool jackets. I've seen them actually. I think oh, we um, okay. Then never mind. Then yeah. ignore. I think the we might have supplied. I think we might have supplied them. We got some. Um, we got some. Uh, some real good sewing. Uh, you know, sewing field down south. So, uh, yeah, I don't think they do actually manufacture much up here. So I, I think actually we made those high quality. Some uh, some real uh, some real uh, some elven craftsmanship up in there. I appreciate that. Well. Thank you for following through on your your promise and surprised you're not making any requests of us about to go potentially meet a elven or a, a legendary dragon and 
theoretically resurrecting a an ancient dwarven forge but if you have nothing you need out of this then safe travels back to whatever the hellhole you hang out in because you always look exhausted <laughs> and he's like he's like looking at you and he's like as, like as you're saying like you know kind of tantalizing him with these uh these potential riches and uh things that he could uh loot for his own benefit he's like uh yeah no uh you know that's all for you guys no definitely das doesn't want any of that stuff not interested at all uh you don't even have to do an inside check definitely is interested in those things 100 percent um and knowing das and the baron uh if you guys do come into a bunch of stuff uh he probably will be interested he just probably didn't think about it all the way through other than the fact that he had fulfilled his his uh he doesn't like he owing signed people off on things. the deal yeah. yeah he's like he's like i don't want he's like you know it seems like he didn't like owing people things and so he got this done as quickly as possible and is now second guessing um maybe not looking a little bit more into what he had just uh, uh kind of <laughs> didn't know anything about the dawn forge whatsoever uh it is not part of any of his lore so he just like now that you guys know about it, he's like oh shit what did i what did i just give it over the keys to um but knowing the baron eh, he probably won't leave it be um if it uh, does turn out to be something that is incredibly valuable but uh he'll find his way a way to get his his little meaty hooks into it but um with that uh das just kind of uh you know, giving you a wave, uh, a, a very uh, kind of um, regretful wave, uh, walks uh, walks down the stairs and back outside of the World's End Tavern, uh, followed uh, by Tom, who gives you a very slow um, goodbye and uh, wave. Uh, his, his waves are even slow. It's really weird. It's like he's stuck in slow motion. Tom, I miss you. I miss you too. Walking Here are my room. dreams. What? <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh yeah so we just go in straight to the dawn forge i think we had like seven days left before our buddy uh was gonna be able to give us any type of bearing on the memories stuck in those those memory shards i guess if you want to call them that uh i mean i'm very interested in going to see what the hell gold break has been up to this entire time Maybe potentially, and he's gonna like slam uh, Brent on the back. It's like maybe potentially uh, restore some power where it should be. And uh, Cosmo, I feel like you should go light up another forge because last time we did that, it uh, was only good news, except for Rangrim's arm. Yeah. But- oh yeah. I was gonna say no. That was great, and I, I forgot about you know the whole oh, yeah. cutting my arm off, blood demon thing sounds like a plan uh when do we leave yeah did we like just fall asleep or were we woken up by it like let's say you were uh you had already finished your trance so let's say four hours um uh so i mean the chaboys uh chadorvan boys still need a couple a couple hours also uh no places are going to be open currently because it's like uh I think you guys went to bed late. It's probably at four in the morning still. No places are open. So if you wanted to do any kind of uh, preparation before going, there won't be any uh, ability to do that. Um, but if you wait, you know, a couple hours and, you know, get your full rest, like you can, you could, you know, do a little bit of uh, pre-launch shopping. But if you guys wanted to take off and fly while it's still night, you do still have uh, a few hours where you could do that if you wanted to take off immediately. Um, mm. I think Brynn looks over and goes, 
uh, you know what? <clears throat> Actually, I'm still doing Doss's voice. Well, uh, you know what? You know, I do like to get my beauty sleep, but as I haven't slept in over 300 years, I'm ready to go whenever. I feel like you guys could probably use a couple more of these. I don't think that uh, ale's fully worked it out of your system and seems rude to the ale to just start drinking all over again. But it's kind of up to you two because I'm, I'm ready to go, but we can wait and maybe gear up beforehand if that's something you guys want to do. Well, I mean, fuck it. I've, I mean, I've driven, I've flown the cart way drunker than this. So, I didn't mean to talk to you about the, that. The only thing you wanted to do is, and he's, I'm going to hold up the, um, oh God, I can't think of the name of the wand, Dragon Queen wand in the oh, Zephyr no. bow. Yeah. Mm. I was like, oh, you, you kind of, I was going to do this thing. I mean, we yeah, wait on yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, we got to come back and and find out about the status Anyways, of right. the, the memories, right? I want to go meet a fucking dragon. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of do too. Cosmo, you want to go awaken another forge of Morden? I mean, shit, people here might love you for it even more. Yeah, you come back and all of a sudden you're like, I'm glowing and it's nighttime. Holy shit. I am the uh, what was what was Lady Zoran calling herself? The Avatar of Morden. Hell yeah! Got Avatar of Morden, Avatar of Ancestors, and I just really like gold. Right. Let's finish <laughs> sleeping, and uh, we'll check out in the morning. Yeah, let's do it. I'll uh, warm up some of that food. Your mom sent with us because I don't think we were smart enough to grab food before we started getting absolutely shit faced. So by the time you wake up in a couple hours, I'll have a nice dwarven squirrel stew ready for you. It's just I add heat, right? There's no special steps. Seasoned beans, squirrel, profit. Yes. That's that seems about right. <laughs> I love how it oscillates between I'm pretty sure a cannon over the course of this campaign, it's gone from like it's oscillated between lizard tails and squirrel. I think the, those are the two things that I've ended up in, like, uh, in um, Amy's stews. <laughs> Amy, stews. I, I want to say it's... it did. I think early on in the campaign, I was, like, keeping tabs on, like, dwarven lore foods. And now I, I, don't, I don't remember anymore. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, lizard tail. Tuesday, Thursday. You need a balanced, a balanced stew schedule. Otherwise, you'll yeah. just you know you'll you'll get too much of the uh, of one or the other. You need the, all the nutrients. You need the right. lizard and cold blooded and, and the squirrels. Yeah, <laughs> you do go. not you do not want to share a cart with a bunch of irregular dwarfs either. You know, that's, that's, that's just... true. Nay, nay. All right. So when they get regular, everybody else has a real bad time. <laughs> all right, I'll get I'll get prepping on the food. I'm, uh, I might go check to see where we get those jackets. What, what are your sizes? Dwarven. Dwarven? Perfect. <laughs> I don't know. That's racist. Short and wide. I need a short and wide <laughs> jacket. Yes. I'll ask for, I'll ask for thickness. That's, that's what, uh, but I imagine we're going to need some, some cold layers for uh, we're going to be staying up here. I picture, I picture 
that a dwarven jacket is essentially the same fit as like fucking Aladdin's best, but with sleeves. Oh, it's like yeah. really short. <laughs> like if that, Glenn it, puts it on, he's wearing a crop top. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's exactly what it would be. It's probably more material sideways than it is length. That checks out for Rangram's thick body type. Oh God, I love it. Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not shaming any body types. I'm just saying they're saving a lot of material by making dwarven, dwarven fit. Might be. Anything you guys want me to maybe scout out around town while while you guys are sleeping, or just uh, I figure procuring some some warm clothes is a good idea. And I don't know if you remember, but the frostbite or potential for frostbite when we didn't have our forge going in the back of the cart was pretty terrible. Yeah, that's that sucked. Um, I don't really like the cold that much, so it's probably a good idea. Right. I, I really like that island that we went to. We need to go back. To, well, we probably can't go back to that island because it was that guy going crazy and trying to kill everybody then turned into ash. But yeah, we could probably, uh, <laughs> probably work that out another way. Got to find a tropical island somewhere for us to vacation after we save the world and resurrect the good name of the Goldbreak family and stop the evil dark dragon and overthrow the empire and then kill the emperor. Got a lot of shit to do. Right. Yeah, don't worry. I got a. I have like a. I have like a whole task list. I've been setting up for y'all because you really have. Uh, you keep building them on there. You got those. You see. Yeah. You. What you need to do. And uh, back in my questing days, you. You want to make sure you don't take on too many small quests because then you end up just like building them all up. You got to make sure you stick to that main storyline. That really just kind of those little tasks. Will, they'll just they'll keep you busy all day. Never heard of one of those. The storyline. What a, I don't know what that is, but it sounds. <laughs> Sounds uh, laborsome. Side, um, <laughs> all those side. Bring, I'm pretty sure you just. Um, I think you should should have figured out Bon that We kind of just do whatever the hell we want uh, when we want to. Yeah, I'll also uh, go try to fix that wall you fucked up, Rangram. That was kind of that guy looked really upset about that. <laughs> I'm not fixing shit. I'm not fixing shit. That guy was already there to fix it. I just gave him more work. If anything. Job just, absolutely i'm creating jobs oh, i'm a God capitalist now glenn you taught me that <laughs> old gods bless you my man <laughs> as if an echo in your head you hear fuck the new gods yeah just downstairs <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know if you need to rp this but while they're sleeping glenn's definitely going to go look for members only jackets because at one point you promised that, and I want to know oh, for sure. what those jackets look like. Uh, for sure, absolutely. Uh, you, uh, you actually, you go downstairs and um, you, uh, you see the uh, the barkeep who is uh, kind of um, who's kind of like starting to open up. Uh, I, you can't tell whether they're cleaning up still or or opening up. Um, but there's like a a box that it like a little crate that's on the bar. It goes, uh, "Hey, um, I think these are for you. That um, that big." Dragonborn guy, uh, Bakarin, uh, he uh, he dropped these off for you. And he like kind of uh, like does just kind of pushes it towards the edge of the bar to the point where it's kind of precariously teetering. Uh, very excitedly open it up and grab. I'm guessing the largest one would be Glenn's, but obviously the dwarves are probably as wide as Glenn is tall. He's as thin as they are short, so might be hard to tell which one's actually the biggest one. It might be like the same exact dimensions, just. The, ones the different that, ways. 
The ones that you open up and don't drop, those are ours. You're yeah, right? there you go. <laughs> All the way to the ground. Oh, well, do I still get one? Does Rangrim still get one? Ooh. Oh, yeah. How many jackets are there? Ooh, uh, that's a great question. Um, how about this? There is, you can tell that there is an extra one that was probably meant to fit Bryn, but it might be a little long on Rangram, but I think it would, it would still fit you well. You could probably just crop it if you need to, but there is a, there's only three in there, but there's, it seems like there's one for Bryn. Uh, Glenn takes it back upstairs and before the guys wake up offers, offers Bryn his, uh, do you, do you want this? I don't know if you really wear jackets or feel anything besides emotionally. He's like, he's like, um, he, he kind of has his like tattered brown, like brown leather duster that's kind of like hung over. Like he's like, he's, he's worn that since you've known him. And it's like, it's always in varied states of like kind of disrepair and shabbiness. Like he doesn't sweat because he's a warforged. So it doesn't really get like dirty that way. So you don't, but you'd also probably pretty hesitant to guess when the last time it was cleaned. Uh, but you can tell like he has his duster. He's like kind of poison. He goes, uh, that's, um, you know, that's kind of my, my normal go-to. I don't really know if, uh, you know, a little old to be changing my, uh, changing up my style. So, uh, I, I think I'm gonna pass on these, on these jackets. They look, they look cool though. And he kind of like pulls one out and lifts it up. Um, and I will say that, uh, the style of it is, um, it, I mean, right away, it's a, it's, it's set up in a members only jacket style with like, the um with like the the kind of like the stripes uh you know black and white bands around the the collar with the short kind of uh collar and the sleeves like the tight cuffs um the material itself is like it's similar to the um uh the fanny pack of holding in the way that it's like a pearl essence sheen it's like multicolored it's like it has like as you're looking at it in different lights it changes um and it's a really like i think that it's probably like a, a whitish uh when it's uh when it's just kind of like sitting in dark and then when you kind of start to see it in the color of the light it, it changes into all these different spectrums of of color and you can tell that the material itself is um like i don't you don't you don't feel like it's enchanted but you can tell that like this is probably some sort of like special uh, thread or like material that this is made out of. Um, and on the back, um, so I've been looking into, I've been trying to figure out exactly how to describe what the symbol of the uh, Revivifus looks like. Um, and I think that the best way, and I'm just going to let your mind figure out what this looks like. It is like the coexist uh, bumper sticker if it was all kind of overlaid on top of each other in all these different ways like you can't tell it's kind of like this multi this crazy symbol of like all these different gods like overlaid on top of each other it's like they just copy pasted a bunch of symbols on top of each other and just makes this crazy symbol in the back it it perplexes the mind to say what it actually is shaped like but you can tell that it's probably a combination of a lot of different uh you know symbols for of like the the symbols of the old gods uh just kind of overlaid on top of this like so this this kind of undescribable symbol in black on the back uh in like kind of embossed thread and then the same thing on the front uh and then i think in rooms beneath it would say uh or actually yes uh you can tell that there's some sort of uh that weird like kind of human draconic underneath uh that symbol it says uh a word that I mean, you, you can't read, um, but it says that right underneath the smaller symbol on the front. Uh, Brynn, they, like, holding it up, I'm like, hey, 
really need to work on their branding. This is ineligible, and I can't even tell who I'm representing at this point, but fuck the new gods, right? Uh, while they're still sleeping, because the <laughs> at four in the morning, uh, yeah. in their sleep, just, yeah, <laughs> it's like how they snore. <laughs> uh, while the guys are sleeping, um, because I want to roll some dice, Glenn is going to try to try his hand at embroidery, and he's going to embroider uh, unique patches. He's going to literally take the time to like unstitch this clusterfuck of revivifist iconography on the back and he's going to restitch um some patterns on the okay. back of each of their unique respective jackets all right oh dope um i found a symbol i like by the way and i'm just going to post it into uh if if you are new and you haven't joined our discord yet uh please do it is uh blah 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 blah, blah. xd sexy xd sexies baby xd sexies uh, but I just dropped it into our Dungeon Dragons channel on there, um, and uh, yeah, cool little uh, cool little symbol. I don't Great. know what it means. Uh, I so, hope it, I didn't just post some sort of hate speech in there. It probably did. So Glenn takes Great the time to. Uh... <laughs> oh God. I'm kidding. I'm so good. I just committed Bone to it. that. <laughs> Discord it. Discord.dg or discord.gg slash XD sexies. So Glenn's going to take uh, 30 minutes or so to unstitch that really cool, but also confusing as fuck logo. And he's going to try to stitch a unique uh, pattern on the back of each of the guys' respective jackets. Dope. Um, roll me a slot of hand with advantage because you have time. Talk around and find out. Uh, nat 20 on one of them. So for the nat 20, uh, I'm going to use that on Rangrims. And Glenn is going to stitch in uh, on the back. It's going to be like the high, the all mind. And then around it, it's going to be, or sorry, sitting on top, it's going to be Rangrim triumphant. And the all mind's going to be all bleeding and shit. And then it's going to be all of Rangrim's ancestors just clubbing the shit out of this thing. So just as like a smushed brain that he's standing off of on top of triumphantly. Give me an art style. Cause like, is this hyper realistic? Is this like chibi Rangrim and family? Like uh, just beating the crap out of like, like what is, what is Rangrim? Stick, <laughs> it's stick figures. No, I think you with, both, with I, a nat 20, with a nat yeah. 20, it is straight Yu Yu Hakusho. It is like, it yes, is just hardcore anime. anime, just straight spirit it. gun. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's I. I think yeah. I I love the idea of like Rangrim shooting his uh his his spirit, yeah, spirit gun straight gun down. down into the head. Yep, perfect. Absolutely. And it, it's gonna say uh, Rangrim Avatar of Ancestors, and it's just like this big ass patch on the back. <laughs> Wait, you, then... you wrote you wrote a description underneath it. Are you turning this into like colors? Like it's we're gonna start looking like oh, a, this like is gonna a be motorcycle yeah. club. Like, you know how, like, in literally in every fucking anime, and there's, like, a group, everyone is has the same exact outfit, but then there's that one guy with a big-ass, like, it says, like, dragon on the back, or it says, like, bad, so you know that that guy is, like, important. That's that's what we're doing here. I want I want all the other Revivists to know that our members-only jacket are the members-only jackets. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is, this is the uh, jacket of Snake. 
and exactly and yeah, yeah. The, tra- the tiger rar yeah it's good literally i was gonna say tiger for the next person blade laser blazer <laughs> uh the next one is a 28 uh yeah i think that's uh, i'm guessing it's gonna be pretty good i can do whatever that uh, 28 can do whatever the hell it wants so uh that is gonna be cosmos and it's gonna be gonna be cosmos standing on like a pile of skulls that all have like different little like chunks taken out of them and like kind of a a little silhouette behind him is gonna be a nondescript like moradin it might be moradin it might not be moradin but it's gonna be a might be be (laughs) moradin nice i love it uh and the last one jesus christ sleight of hand is tight uh 32 32 i shouldn't ask a rogue to do this i mean come on yeah sleight of hand was a hell of a choice it's fair uh and then glenn's it's just going to be glenn doing the straight up scrooge mcduck into a pile of money (laughs) just diving in he's like mid dive Mm -hmm. And these are all anime styling, right? All the same art style? Uh, no, Glenn's is definitely Scrooge McDuck, Disney. Um, do you Cosmos... have a duck bill? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and no I didn't, but it. I do. Nope. And also zero context as to why I'm a duck, because Scrooge yeah. McDuck does not exist in this world. Yeah. Now, question. Scrooge McDuck doesn't wear pants. Do you have... Are you Scrooge McDuck's body... Or is this just a a, a bare ass uh, Glenn who's <laughs> who's diving who's diving butt first into a pile of money? I don't think canonically it's ever been established that Glenn wears pants. That's true. That's true. You actually don't usually wear robes, so no one's ever for asked. All we for all we know, he's been Donald ducking it this entire campaign, and that is something that I do not want Branch to draw. Please don't. Please, Please dear don't. God, do not. That's uh, and then uh, Cosmos Cosmos style is going to be. Uh, like death clock like super dark like metal like the font is all fucking like metal illegible yeah it's like it's bleeding among itself but then under (laughs) under cosmos it's the avatar of morden underneath uh rangrim's the avatar of ancestors and glenn's is just i like money perfect it's perfect i love it and that's Um, how glenn spends the two hours while everybody sleeps uh, (laughs) <laughs> incredible incredible uh do you do you keep the logo on the front still of the rufus oh yeah oh yeah because oh, i yeah. want it to be like we're walking up when you're greeting somebody yeah. it's like oh that's like super yeah. they're one of us that's great and then we walk away they're like damn they're yeah. cool. you're the bad boys you're the bad boys of the yeah. rufus I, I i get it you want to establish your dominance at this point i get it it's uh i it's it's very very cool um okay yeah so um i think that you spend i think that's yeah you spend your time i think you're pulling that last stitch through um as uh as i think uh cosmo and rangram uh begin to uh begin to wake from their uh the little slumbies um so uh i i think that um uh, what do you guys do as you kind of wake up and uh see uh glenn all in full seamstress mode um so <clears throat> I know you got excited about like that whole thing with the dragon and gold break, but this jacket's fucking sick and all, but like you, you are a confusing man. You know that? 
might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Thank you, Rangroom. Well, I mean, do you like it? <laughs> I mean, I do. It's awesome, but not expect no, not how I thought you were going to be spending your time. You see, you see, Grandma Rangroom with the firing pan. Yep, absolutely. She saved me from the Labrador spiders. That was that was important for me. If you if you see her again, <laughs> let her know. Thank you. Oh, I will. And, and Cosmo, I didn't want to be too on the nose with this one, so I put you uh, standing on top of a bunch of skulls that you smashed and uh, moored in the background because that seems subtle. Is this you like it? Yeah, it's it's, it's great. Looks fantastic, amazing. I I mean, I try it on. I try it on. I, I don't I don't know. Does it fit? I, I mean, I, yeah, I think, it, yeah, I think it inexplicably, I think that, um, you know, Bakarin, he may be many things, but being able to like identify a person's size just by looking at them, you guess that this, this, uh, maybe, maybe they had a lost calling. Maybe they should have, uh, instead of going into the, the conquering realm, uh, maybe, maybe they should have gone into uh fashion or something like that, but he impeccable. You put this thing on, it seems like you were born in it. You, my, this feels great. I like it. Feels good. Somehow it just fits it... right over my armor and everything. <laughs> and you still <laughs> gleam through it somehow. Like your armor still is like kind of radiant. Well, uh, yeah, we want to load up on supplies. Or we want to ship out now that we've uh, taken your rest. Let's um, let's have a look. See what kind of supplies I might feel like I need a fresh new something or another to go fight an ancient dragon that doesn't feel like any light uh, light work. So uh, You buy a jacket, I will personally be offended. <laughs> That's all he buys. Put, just putting that out there. That's fair. I gotta say, I mean, you, uh, those things look pretty good. Those are... Uh, Honestly, I might uh if we have some time when we're uh when we're kind of you know flying over uh over Skull and all that on our way to uh find that old dragon, I I might uh might have an idea or two. I have literally had one in the bank for you since I met you. I've just been waiting for you to ask, so you got it. All right. To the otherworldly market. To the otherworldly market. Uh, okay. Um, Ray, uh, did Rangrim have something to say? I, I feel like we cut him off. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to go see um, XCON for like an hour or so. Okay. If you break those weapons, send me a message so I can buy replacements at the store where we're at while you're doing that. Because uh, that's not going to happen. But that's a very good idea. Yeah, just in case, like, quick quick little tap and let me know, because I would love to know before we go fight a dragon if I have no weapons going into it. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. okay, I, I have a plan real quick. So, let, as, um, just because, uh, unless, uh, Dan, unless you purposefully don't want to be at the, the place to, like, uh, or at Otherworld Market, um, I would say we can quickly kind of do that as a little side thing, have you roll for that and for whatever you want to do over at XCON. And then we can kind of reconvene with the three of you over, at, or the four of you, I guess. With yeah, that, that's that's totally fine. We don't have to RP the, 
the whole thing with uh, XCon again. We can just okay. kind of go for the roles for it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's stoked to you. You kind of come in, and he's he's like, "Oh man, I <laughs> what, what are we doing today, man? What are we what's what's going on? We got some uh, some cool stuff here." And he's kind of like really he's like uh, getting everything. Uh, he, he was like working on some more bells, and he kind of clears them out of the way, clears the space out, and he's uh, just kind of gets it all prepared, uh, just like the day before. Uh, kind of hands you all the the smithing stuff um, that he kind of has uh, on hand, unless uh, Ranger might have brought his own stuff. Probably has his own like uh, special smithing. Sp- Smithing tools and um and whatnot and um I think yeah, I think he just kind with of the warhammer of eruptions. How sick with this! It's kind of versatile. It's it's kind of like volatile once you get past that third hit though. It kind of like blow the yeah. Thing yeah. It does. <laughs> Kind of right spitting lightning hit. and magma, especially now that it's uh you know it's kind of combined with a uh, a javelin of meteors. Um, so uh yeah, so let's I mean let's cut right to the chase. Um, Rangram, you place down. Uh, I assume you're combining uh the, is it it's the air render and the uh the dragon wand of the queen dragon staff, queen the wand of the dragon queen. Um, so you combine you set those two things on the table. Um. Let's let's figure out how well these things combine, and then you can describe to me what this thing looks like. Um, so roll me. Uh, it is it's a d twenty uh, plus your strength plus your proficiency modifier. I believe that was eight before, right? And you have an advantage on it because yeah. you have XCon's health. He's your boy. Hold on, give me two seconds because I was gonna. I thought I could buff you in a way, but I'm trying to remember what the spell was going to use. I literally switched it while we were sleeping to help you oh yeah <laughs> i cast enlarge on rangram as he goes in oh hold on <laughs> oh so, so i get a like what a plus four to uh, a plus four to your check. strength yeah to the strength side of things so that changes the way you interact with xcon a little bit because you walk in and just immediately go like and swole up, swole up <laughs> to the size of the building and like her head is kind of like crumped crunched down now and xcon just looking at you and goes well, I mean, he's only four feet, so like he really just gets to this probably like a Six normal feet. size. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, eight feet. T- he's still eight, eight feet, right? feet tall. Yeah. yeah, and also uh, Xcon is uh, is a mool, so he's a half dwarf, half human. Uh, so he's a bit. Uh, he's he's already kind of on the shorter human side. He's probably like five feet tall, um, and so uh, he, you've got to like uh, tower over him. You have a little conversation with him about the fact that you're uh, now gigantic as you kind of uh, Alice in Wonderlanded your way into this, into this room. Um, and uh, I think you're, you're a little, it's a little cramped in here. It's not a huge space. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, you can go into this uh, forging with a new advantage. Okay. So that, what's my, it's a plus 12 now, right? Cause I get a plus four from enlarge. Yeah, Correct. that's it. With advantage <clears throat> 2d20 rolls. Actually, I'm sorry. It might just be a D4. Let me... I think it is a D4. It's an extra D4. Yeah, so that would be uh, still your, uh, I guess, plus eight, plus a D4 roll. I rolled a four on the D4. And I rolled a 19. So that is a 31. Oh, my God. Um, Well... Buff your boys. With a commanding 31. Like I said before... The combining of these items, they can go incredibly wrong, and the buff or the, and the DC for this is actually really high. He only made it by one last time. So, uh, with this, with a commanding thirty-one, um, I would love uh, to hear uh, from either Glenn or Rangrim uh, what this this newly forged item looks like, and kind of as you make the final hammer blow on it. Uh, 
Glenn, I feel like I'd be taking your lead and you have a better idea of what they look like in your mind in general. So I'll take your lead on what this mashup nonsense Never item looks you'd like. Ask. So originally the <laughs> air render is a, a non-stringed bow. It's like this, it's, you, you knock like a magical string that comes out of it basically. Um, so if the bow is, you know, this arcing shape, just across where a knocked bow would be is just now all the dragon's head's mouths open. And that's oh, where the, the arrow slots through. And so when it fires, that's I don't know so what cool. effect it has, but it basically is like a compound bow going through these dragon's heads. I, I think that we will have to figure out exactly what this thing does, but, uh, because I am a wonderful and benevolent DM, uh, you are these two. The the items have now been perfectly combined because of a perfect, uh, essentially a perfect conversion between these two, uh, these two items. Uh, so you do have the benefits of both of them. How that actually works, uh, we will have to figure out. I I can imagine a situation where the uh, the you can choose to have the arrows that shoot out of them take on the aspects and the damage of the uh essentially the different uh spells that would come out of the uh uh the the one of the dragon queen but uh i'll take a look at those and uh we'll we'll create we'll we'll kind of see if we can break D beyond and create some new uh some new items in the back end there um but anyway um i think that that is a uh, incredible uh, an incredible item and i can't wait to see you use it in combat um but yeah so uh with the creation of this item complete and successful um i think that uh Rankrim, you meet back up uh with chaboys uh and bryn um Fringe your boy too. Uh, as uh, the three of you, the four of you are uh, approaching uh, the front door of this uh, this kind of like humble shack that has uh, and just like beautiful gold filigree on the front of it. It just says um, "Otherworld Market," and it's like it's the most like elegant kind of like uh, just kind of like live laugh love ass like yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like writing across the front of this thing in gold filigree and like a little sparkle on the end of it. It is, is there bamboo uh, furniture everywhere. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is uh, it is a very specific motif. Um, that you're like, did they do this specific? Did they do this specifically for this one? Because like you you've been to a few uh, you've been to a few different uh, enchanting buildings, all of which have so far led to the same place. Um, but you uh, you you've been to a few of them, and uh, none of them have had this exact same branding. Okay. Did you just okay. figure out who you thought we would be seeing? I was so I yeah, literally just figured it out. <laughs> literally just figured it out. I was literally yeah. All right, cool. We're going to hell, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, you guys, the the four of you walk through the now front door. Now I get why this, you wanted Brangram there. <laughs> this is the this is the first time I think for Bryn to enter into this building. So, like every other time that you've entered into this space, um, you pass through the front door and um, immediately are just like bombarded with like a kind of a blast of heat, as if you're like walking into like a like a not a furnace that's on like high heat, but like it is. The air is just so dry. It's incredibly dry in this space. Um, and again, you are you enter into this um, kind of it's round. It's a round building, cylindrical building. It goes really high. Um, and uh, the as you kind of shut the door behind you, uh, you can see that uh, it is a 
It is a space that is like meticulously organized and clean, all cobblestone, like like kind of stone structure with rugs that are going across the room, um, items that are just literally lining the walls, um, and like a rug that is running straight ahead of you that kind of goes up these stairs uh, to what looks like a, a glass display case with multiple tiers and also some items that are on the wall. Um, back behind uh, what looks like a, uh, a Rakshasa uh, who is kind of sitting there um, back behind kind of like kind of snoozing a little bit and like as you kind of slam the door just go um, welcome to he's like looking and he looks down at like something on his wrist and goes other world markets hey and then he sees that the, <laughs> he sees the four you go, the three goes uh, <clears throat> uh it's good to see the, the well three You've brought a new friend with you this time. It's good to see you again. I, I'm, I definitely, and he like looks and looks over and sees that uh, Cosmo is still wielding um, the uh, the sword of the Everfighter now in the form of like a, uh, uh, a war pick. Um, it goes, and kind of like his, his, he scowls for like a second and Bitter. then kind of remembers, so, yeah. <laughs> remembers that like you guys kind of patched up that relationship last time and he kind of like, like kind of shakes himself, like shakes his head and goes, ah, oh, yes. It's always good to see returning customers. And um, he, he kind of like sets himself up. And as you're like walking forward towards his, uh, you know, towards the, the front display case, you can see at the high peak of the, uh, of this kind of cylindrical tower building that you've never seen the outside of, you can see still that red light that is just like shining in from the outside. Um, what uh, what seems like these kind of arrow slits are like high, high up in this tower, uh, seemingly no staircase up to it or anything like that, and no other doorways other than the one you came in. Um, but yeah, uh, as you uh, you walk up to this display case, uh, you can see that there are an incredible number of items uh, that are in here. Um, uh, for anyone that's new, uh, this is the uh, many time reoccurring uh, enchanter uh, Jargot. Um, who is is kind of like uh, the um, you know the the Costco superstore of magical items in our campaign, um, and they are displayed in a very Chuck E. Cheese like manner uh, between a kind of the low tier being common, uncommon, rare, and then the very rare items back behind Jargot um, in, in individual glass cases. Um, but yes, um, <laughs> before this I is another one of those. There's another one of those good question that no one asked a question for. <laughs> well, I did I say good? Okay, my brain uh, is broken in in some of the in some of the craziest ways, and uh, uh, sometimes I ask my own questions. But I hey, you know what? You it's so much. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so you're like <laughs> you're like four four conversations ahead of us. I didn't oh say my god! Anything this time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Jargon, uh, what's up, you upside down, beautiful, or upside down hand, beautiful son of a bitch? And Glenn's going to like reach out. And as he's reaching out, I'm using the Raven Queen Karas to use chill touch. And I'm going to like magically shake his hand. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to cause no damage because this motherfucker is him. But uh, yeah, actually, uh, Jargot's wearing these, um, the, what seem like these uh, kind of. Uh, they're, they're like look like look like white silk gloves with like these kind of like uh, essentially like almost rhinestones that are in, embedded into the backside of it. And as you uh, touch it, it seems like um, you feel like the magical effect just like 
it goes off on your hand, but it doesn't seem like it actually affects him. Um, you see the actual magical power seem to be absorbed into this glove that's on his one hand. He's a different one on the other hand too. I think it's like a, I think it's like a a, a black one that seems to have like um, doesn't have the rhinestones. It's just like a black leather uh, scaly glove on the other hand. Is um, he wearing the Michael Jackson glove? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> the Michael Jackson rhinestone glove. I love it. Shimona. Uh, hey, you know what? This. How did he get it? Who knows? Was uh, my, is Michael Jackson canonical in our campaign? Who knows? Was he? Uh, was he? He has been to hell a Who couple knows? times. So that's that's fair. I, you know what? Maybe that's where he met him. That the Rakshasas are from the Nine Hells. Um, so uh, yeah, a little description of uh, Jargot uh, Rakshasa for anyone who doesn't know a tiger a tiger demon from the Nine Hells with uh, backwards hands. Uh, Jargot also has uh, one eye that is much larger than the other. Has like a green pupil in it, and the the thing this thing kind of seems to. Uh, move around um and his eyes can move in different directions at some points um but has one normal one and one uh, mad eye moody ass uh eye in the other one um and uh yeah it walks with a cane and uh you know just a, just most of the time just a, a chill gruff dude you know not but i don't think we've ever seen the chill gruff version of him. i think we've only seen this is as chill as pissed off at version. yeah this is the chillest you've seen him as he's trying to control his rage about the fact that he got uh, absolutely duped into uh, giving you guys the, <laughs> the sword of the ever fighter, a legendary item. Um, but anyway, um, so you have you are uh, staring at this case uh, while being stared at by this uh, incredibly dis, uh, dis- disconcerting Rakshasa, um, who is uh, very quickly losing patience. So the uh, the four of you are sitting there staring at all these uh, wonderful new gleaming items that are sitting here behind this display case, uh, ranging from common to uncommon to rare to very rare back behind uh, Jargot. Um, so uh, looking at all these pretty items, uh, where would you guys like me to start? Got my pen and my paper. You can start on the top shelf. Uh, Wayne Grimm's got his uh, hands in his pocket. See, you go- See that, Jargot? Hands in the pockets. That's character growth. Holy shit. Well, uh, why don't, why don't you just start at the top there, uh, Jogget, and, uh, tell me what, uh, tell me what you got. Yeah, uh, our friend Cosmo here has had a very successful, uh, quarter, if you will. <laughs> okay, um, to just, just for ease of, so I, so I'm going to describe the items uh what their physical appearance looks like and okay. then i'm uh, i have just also shared them uh with with the boys in discord so that they can start to creep on the Ooh. ones that they are interested in because because this we have done this a hundred times now and it yeah. does take an incredibly long time for me to not only describe what they look I'm like s- but also what they do so and there's a huge 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 list um but so anyway glad you were um, prepared with this oh my god yes Go. so uh so, okay, on the bottom shelf, on the common, uh, you see uh, what looks like a patch that looks like a small mallard duck. Um, next to that, you see a small glass ring that has a little cork on it that looks like you potentially put something inside of it, uh, like like a small vial ring. Um, you see next to that a quill that seems to be uh, kind of like dripping with, uh, with black ink. Uh, next to that, you see an amulet that looks like it has a uh, kind of like bundle of grapes made out of glass on them. Um, there is next to that, you see a lock that looks like it's made out of a small keg, uh, with a keyhole on it. Um, but it looks like an actual, like keg of ale with a lock on it. Um, 
uh, so that that kind of uh, that is the common shelf on the very very bottom, uh, going up to the uncommon shelf. Uh, by the way, common hundred gold pieces uh, per item. Uh, uncommon is five hundred gold pieces. Uh, prices in our world are adjusted since this is homebrew. Um, they are not in line with the normal common uncommon uh, rare all that stuff. So anyway, on the uncommon, uh, you see a, a scroll that seems to look like it almost looks like blueprints. There's like schematics on it. Uh, it's very uh, kind of like embedded into it. Um, um, you see a, well, let me look at what this one looks like, because I don't know. Um, you see a wand that seems to be kind of like slightly steaming out of the end of it. Uh, it's, it seems like it's made out of like a blue blue glass. There seems to be some sort of liquid that's running up the length of it. It seems uh, very potentially very fragile. Um, you see a uh, another wand actually laying next to that one that has just like in both the pummel and like right before actually going up the length of it, uh, kind of uncomfortable amounts of just like, will look like eyeballs, like not just like, just like multiple eyeballs that are just kind of like embedded in glass that are kind of like looking around in every direction as it's just kind of sitting uh, kind of disembodied in this, in this case. Um, and there's creepily like the, the wand tip itself is white. There seems to be like slight, eyeball veins that are kind of going up it it is it is kind of it looks sticky and you don't even know you don't even know whether or not it is it just looks kind of uncomfortable um then next to that there is a um there what looks like a uh, a paintbrush that has um like a red wood handle um and seems to have the end of it seems to be kind of like uh, perpetually like covered in this like red paint. Um, and then uh, next to that, you see these uh, slippers that look like Guy, they were peeled off. They look like they were flayed from Guy Fieri himself. They are just covered in flames all the way up these uh, what look like uh, like silken slippers uh, covered in like the most uh, Guy Fieri ass shirt flames uh, that have ever existed. Um, so that is going to bring us through the bottom of the uh, uncommon 500 gold piece uh, shelf. Um, going up uh, to the rare level, uh, I apologize because there are even more here. Um, there is a, uh, a mace that seems to, uh, it, it's honestly like, there is, it's kind of made of this like dark tungsten steel with these, uh, with these kind of brass fittings on it. And it goes into like, not like a spiky mace, it's more of like, um, uh, just kind of like a big ball at the end of it that's kind of like broken into like these rivets, but you see like this light that is radiating out of the inside of the uh, of this mace. It's uh, it's a really really cool looking piece. Um, next to that, you see this. Uh, it looks like a coat that's like it's it's called it's almost like um hmm. it's 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 like an overcoat with like the double like the, the like longer piece that kind of hangs up at the top. Um, I will share all these items, by the way, and all of these are brought to us by uh, our boys over at Griffin Saddlebag. Uh, they are incredible. Um, but this this kind of big, long, uh, this big, long overcoat that seems to like, you feel like an engineer would wear something like this. Um, next to that, uh, you see an arrow that is fletched all the way, almost all the way to the tip. And you look like the ends of it looks like um, they are made out of like, raven beaks and then the uh feathers themselves look like they're made out of raven feathers and then the end is actually like a raven's claw where it would attach to where you would pull it back by the bow um very very cool uh looking arrow very unique um next to that you see a piece of chalk that even as you're sitting here it seems to be kind of like 
vibrating inside of its uh, inside of its little casing that it's in, um, and uh, you can hear a slight screeching coming from it. Uh, aside from that, you see a uh, this massive lance that is like along running along the length of the case, and it just has a huge drill bit for the end of it. It is like this massive drill lance, like a, a lance you would see like a, a mounted rider wielding. Um, next to that, you see a another scroll that is uh it seems to be kind of like radiating this like like almost like clouds um it's like this light blue color and is like radiating like softly radiating this like vapor out of the edge of it lots of uh steam-esque things here um next to that you see a a small ring that is in this little this little like um velvet case uh that seems to be a silver snake eating its own tail um and that's how it's creating the ring with a you can see its eyes are glowing lightly with a red light um and then next to that you see another ring in the same case uh that is just a, a gold ring that seems to be looks like it's made out of uh like flames out of gold and then has like a a fiery like sunburst uh garnet that's in the center of it um, and so that's going to bring oh. us to, uh, that is, that is all of the rare items. These are 2000 gold pieces per item for those, rare. uh, for yep. those items, um, on the back wall, the very, very rare items you see, uh, these are all in individual cases on the backside. You can see like, think about like bulletproof glass esque kind of protection behind <laughs> jar like dot here. Extra thick. Uh, it's it's opaque. <laughs> yeah, a little bit magnification. Uh, you can tell that there's. It would take a lot to get through that. You see a belt that looks like it's made out, almost out of stone that has just four gems that are just embedded into this like stone belt. You don't even know how you put a stone belt on. You don't know if this thing looks like it was just like made out of an element, like a st or stone elemental. But it has a a yellow, a blue, a green, and a red uh, gem that are just embedded into them. Um, by the way, all of these items, these are 20,000 gold pieces per item for these very rare items. These are all, th these are the top, the, the, the coup de grace of items. Um, next to that, you see a massive, scythe that seems like it's made out of the head of a uh, a ram so the scythe that's coming around is actually a sharpened version of the ram's horn and uh it just has like a you see like a little bit of like hair that's coming off of it this thing is like almost seems like grotesque in the way it's it's fashioned and like kind of roughly made the uh the handle itself is like kind of like a roughened like like looks like an oak branch and then the end of the uh the end of that branch has a uh a ram's hoof that is attached to it so very grotesque item this one and you can just like sense necrotic energy that is just like radiating off of this item um next to that you see a uh a mask that is just like an iron mask think like man in the iron mask ass mask uh it like full thing jesse ass mask you just see a uh you know this is a this is a mask for your head there might be oh, a, a matching oh, oh, ass got mask it, got it. He, it might be below the counter that might be in his nc man in the iron uh, ass mask <laughs> that is my that is my favorite was it leonardo dicaprio is that what that was is that is that mm -hmm. our boy leo in that one okay mm -hmm. our boy leo someone's boy leo my boy as long well I no we're all over 25 so it's not our boy that's true. That's true. Uh, he too, is slowly we've, moving. The... We've aged out of being Leo. To be boys. fair, the internet did did bully him into dating someone that's twenty seven. So he they we'll see how long that lasts. Character what? growth. Good for him. Really, 
yeah. Um, but no, uh, you see this uh, this massive uh, this like iron mask that has no mouth, has like a nose, but just like eyes. It is. It seems like it would be so claustrophobic mm. to put this thing on. Um, next to that, you see a um, uh, what looks like a small whetstone that looks like it is made out of some sort of like. Um, it's interesting as you're looking at it it seems like it is actually changing colors as you're looking at this like this whetstone that kind of looks looks like it's sharpened almost like a fang um and uh it, but yeah it seems like it's changing colors as you're looking at it but that is brings us to the end of all of our incredible items that we have to for you today and jargot as he gets done describing all of these goes so what are we going to be buying today question the uh arrow with all the uh feathers going down it is that a singular arrow or that like the display version and it comes with like a quiver of those Ooh, that's a great question thank you jargon your voice sounds way different (laughs) Uh, that's a great question let me let me check my back stock he like goes and looks back behind him um Hmm. Let me roll some dice real quick. While you do that, I'm going to grab another grog, so don't do anything exciting. Yeah, because Nick and Naru uh, just knocked out our drink <laughs> our drink options. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, don't so go sober he, until Nick and Naru remembered that was an option. <laughs> he reaches down below the shelf and he goes, ah oh, yes, this one is only on display, and he pulls out five more, and there's, so there's six total. Oh shit! You're lucky. I rolled a D six, and I happen to roll the most <laughs> that nice. I possibly could. Uh, Ringer, I'm not sure if you have uh, any preference to these items just yet, but you know, historically, Jargot, we've we've tended to trade a little bit. And uh, actually, I, had, I guess two questions. One, can you make do with these? Uh, I'd love to get some value for them, but they give off really, really, really bad vibes. Did not pass the vibe check, and Glenn's just going to put the two gigantic katanas on top of the counter. It's like, I know uh, you're wearing gloves, but I would put extra gloves on because those things just seethe hate. Uh, yeah, he's looking at them. I think uh, I think I did give these a, um, a rarity. Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, so uh, he's looking down at them, and he goes... Uh, and kind of like he pulls out some like really thick like the kind of gloves you would see someone that like is handling a hawk pull like pulls these two yeah, things yeah. on and like falconry falconry yeah, gloves like, I love you it. see him like grab one and like kind of like you see like some sort of like spark of like energy like dark energy that comes off he goes you weren't kidding these things are I would I put them in the touching those with my bare hand no definitely not these are what you would put in the uh helicurst category and he kind of put up like pulls him up and like uh you see him pull out a uh uh an item actually that was on display previously which is this kind of uh enchanted eye, uh, eyeglass mm-hmm. and he kind of like look, looks it out and, and pulls it out and starts looking at these um at these items because these are i remember you pulled these off of that uh that demon that you fought or that devil you fought down the nine hells if i'm not mistaken yeah madam mar she absolutely sucked yeah, not my favorite uh, one of the denizens down there. Okay, so since these are cursed, I might be able to remove the curse on them, but it's going to cost, it's going to be costly. 
I would put these into the rare category. And normally I'd be able to give you, you know, a thousand gold pieces for them each, but because of the curse on them, I think maybe 500 gold pieces per. So a thousand for both. You know what? I just respect uh, everything about you. I'm, I'll, I'll take that thousand gold. That's, that's fair. Let's just like chalk that up to the group's total price. We'll just knock a, a, In the a grand off of whatever happens. Yeah. A pool, if you will. A pool. Hmm. Uh, Cosmo, Frangram, is there any item that's calling out to you? Because Joe Boy obviously wants to buy some shit. Oh, so Joe, Joe, my friend. Um, Did you forget uh, my name uh, for a second, or? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. This do is that. him being I'm respectful. Just... He actually used your right name. That is again character growth. He did. I think he called me. A lot of things before. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. I heard uh, what he said behind your back. That's it. Was terrible. Wait, I'm what just did, kidding. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> Apologies. Um, uh, sorry for that. That whetstone. It looks like it's made out of like a like a like a creature of some kind. Ah, yes, you have a very refined taste, my friend. That is the dragon scale whetstone, and. Uh, Upon taking ownership of it, uh, you can choose in which, uh, unfortunately, it will stick as long as it's in your possession, but you can make a choice for essentially what kind of dragon you would like it to be. Um, this is, uh, it will, um, it is at a, uh, actually, let me, sorry, one second. I'm gonna, I did give it a level um, I don't remember exactly which one I gave it. Oh, it is. So it's in the very rare category. Uh, so you can essentially, I'll just say, uh, you can associate, oh no, I think, no, you can't associate any of them. So yeah, I'm sorry. It's not, um, it's not stuck on one or the other. So apologies, go back. Um, it, you just get its abilities and then you can imbue anything with the, the thing. Anyway. Apologies. Um, yeah, so um, that that thing is uh, it's it's very. I went into oh my god, sorry. I went right into DOS. Um, it, it, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well into yeah. Each other. yeah, went right into right into DOS there. Um, so yes, the the dragon scale whetstone. It, this is an incredible item. Of course, it comes with an incredible price. But for a craftsman such as as yourself it could potentially be invaluable for improving the quality of your items up to multiple times uh, what their current uh, level of damage and <laughs> potential uh, danger could be. All right, well, um, I'm interested. Uh, hands in the pockets. Right, see that? <laughs> Got my eye on you. Which which one? It's they're both weird. <laughs> just, just pick one. Just pick one. Just look at one of them. We're getting confused. It's getting confusing. Just look at one of them. <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna. Say, okay, I want to. I just for the just for the audience, just so everyone can hear. Um, this is the Dragon Skull Whetstone. Um, 
certain preserved dragon scales can take on magical properties uh, either naturally or on their own with the help of a skilled artificer or enchanter. These whetstones are made of such a scale and appear almost gem-like in appearance. You can use a dragon scale whetstone over the course of one minute to sharpen a bladed weapon such as a longsword, battle axe, or spear. Thank you, uh, Description, for telling me what a bladed weapon is. Uh, granting uh, it a variety of bonuses as, as shown uh, on the table below. There is a table, just trust me. Uh, the bonuses remain for one hour and depend on the whetstone's rarity and kind of dragon it originally came from. Um, I will say for this, because it's so expensive, uh, you get your choice. It is a uh, just kind of an omni-dragon scale that goes between all of them, because I think that is much more interesting. Uh, these bonuses are in addition to uh, all of the bonuses the weapon may have. Um, the whetstone has five uses. When you use it for its last time, uh, it loses its gem-like shine and becomes a non-magical scale. So it does, it does not recharge. This is a, a burner item, uh, but it will uh, essentially permanently uh, increase the potency of, uh, I'm sorry, bonuses remain for one item, not permanently, one item, uh, one hour, <laughs> you get these, uh, these, these benefits. And because it came from a, a very rare, uh, uh, essentially it is a very rare item, uh, you get a plus 44. 3D4. Plus 3D, right. No, yeah. very, 3D4 very rare. In ancient R&D. 44. 4D, 4D, Wait, no, I'm sorry. That's that's how's this table wrong. work? That's Instagram yeah, can't handle table. tables. This is a bad table. Yeah, um, it is the very three. rare is 3d4. Legendary, yeah, plus, if it was from a legendary item like an ancient dragon, yeah. it would have been 44. Yeah. So uh yeah, this is uh this is a you're right. So it's adult. Uh this came from an adult dragon. Um, it is a plus three d4 uh to whatever item for uh, of, of course a belated weapon for uh an hour. And it can be imbued with uh, any of the properties uh, with, of, of a dragon. So lightning, fire, all the things. So uh, do you want it or you just going to look um, at it? You've been staring at it just like consistently for the last five minutes. Well. You're drooling a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but I don't got that much kind of coin. Uh so, I mean, I'm not selling you this, but like, just look at it. And I'm going to pull my new weapon off my back. He's like looking at it. To it. Him. He's looking at it. And like, you see a, like a, a mark of surprise on his face. And he's like, is that, is that, are those two items I sold you smooshed together I'm into smooshed. one cool new item? Yeah. Uh-huh. How did you even do that? Oh, uh, with, um... I just got skills like that. We got mad skills. He, he's a he's a wonderful uh, smithy, and uh, he just did really well and combined. Oh, shit. Kind of wild. You think that's cool? Glenn, I didn't even show you this shit. And he's going to pull out the bow that I just did the same thing to. Oh yeah! What? Holy shit! It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I just Jargot open the door? And Glenn's gonna knock an arrow and just is waiting for Jargot to open the door. Jargot, okay. open the door. Jargot, open the door. Okay, he opens Three, the door. Two, he opens one. The door. Let's go. <laughs> okay, um, you shoot. You shoot that. Uh, you shoot that out. When that door opens, 
you swear to God that door opened right to the nine hells. And then he uh, he closes it back behind as you see this thing explode. Anna Marsh is walking away. He's like, ah! <laughs> oh, we, we oh, I can't, in I can't believe hells. I survived. And then, <laughs> yeah, she is. She's she's dead forever. You killed her in her uh, in her plane she came from. So she's dead That's forever. Right. But maybe, maybe she, maybe, who knows? It's Schrodinger's Madame Marsh. Maybe she survived and then now she's dead again. Who right. knows? Maybe it was those two unwed teens that were... Uh, uh, fooling around outside of wedlock and that took him to the hells after we killed him the first time and now we're just <laughs> doubling down <laughs> they're getting they're getting plainer double tapped oh my god okay what? i love it <clears throat> just keep going keep going deeper they're gonna go <laughs> go hang with yeah, Dante soon. Like, we're only stuck in the second hill <laughs> damn it <laughs> oh hey demon oh um this cool. is beautiful uh, Ingram. thank you <laughs> um so uh jargot goes all right, now listen, um, listen. If you were to tell me exactly how you did this, I might be able to m- knock off, um, you, how do you say, maybe five 5,000 gold pieces? I think that could be valuable. Just for telling you how to do it or for doing it for you? I mean, mm. just for telling me how to do it. I, I assume that if, I mean, if you were to, you know, give me a rundown, I feel like maybe we could... You know, strike a strike a deal. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, yeah, I could tell I, I could tell you how I did it, but the thing is, if you fuck up, they just kind of. I mean, uh, you know, no risks. Uh, you know, there's no uh, there's no rewards without risks in life. You're not telling me anything new. We can, um, I think. Hmm. Well, I think okay. I might, I might. I think I might disagree with that last sentence. He's definitely telling you something new, and something new to you, Jargot, seems uh, holistically valuable. Maybe it's just a straight trade. What about? Oh, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you there, uh, there, Glenn. That's great. Uh, that's really good. How about if you, in the future, at some time, I come to you? with uh, two items and say, hey, these things need to be smooshed. You want, you're want you up for the smooshing. What if we, um, what if we, uh, you know, how about 10,000 for this, uh, this whetstone? And you do some smooshing. Well, yeah, but that's only for the first smooshing. Any other well, of course. later smooshing will be more gold per smoosh is it a scaling smoosh system or how do you <laughs> it's a sliding smoosh scale first first smoosh is 10k and everything after that is uh an extra i mean it's only fair an extra 50 percent on top that, that yeah, seems sure. that seems fair this, uh, can i first... put one can i put one caveat to that rule just uh as a like moral again cosmos been rubbing off on me just like a moral boundary uh, could it not be any items that we had to procure from another planes that may or may not be uh violently detrimental to this plane? What are you um? What are you talking about? Well, just in the past, we've we've been tasked with the job of you know procuring items for people, and mm-hmm. uh, more often than not, we've found that like just a singular item is not a huge risk, but that item compounded with 
subsequent items dangerous. Uh, the soul so, stone is what I'm thinking of here. Uh, I just don't want to make sure that we're not going to be I, resurrecting anything of uh, planar so, chaos. No, no apocalyptic combining of items. I get it. You know, it's a, it's you know, you don't really want to. You know, I, listen. Can we take a threshold of which plane could be damaged? As long as this bad. one is safe. It's bad for business if this plane were to come to an end. So the prime material plane is, you know, I, that's how I make my bread and butter. So, no, I, I promise I will do my best to not create any uh, world-ending items uh, with this uh, with this, with this uh, item smooshing. But Well, just the, the prime material plane. Wreck all the other worlds. Fuck those guys. Oh, like, for sure. them and the new gods, you know? Somebody, from, somebody opens the door. Fuck the new guy. <laughs> you hear it as out of, as if out of a rift. <laughs> um, okay. Bourbon out the nose is brutal. That's what that uh, looked like. It's right. not yo. Been there. I just just because just because I have I would love to get to a certain <sighs> point today. Um Rangrim, do you, are is this an, is this a deal that you are happy with, or do you want to continue? Do you want to try rolling a, a persuasion to try to uh, get this deal down a little better, a little slower? Um, gonna learn my lesson. I'm gonna say I, I, think, I, I think that's pretty good because I'm not rolling anything against Jaga. Okay, that's every fair. time I try to persuade idea. him, it just ends bad. That's fair. Uh, to be fair, you were trying time. to pers- you were trying to persuade him for his blood. This is a little bit different. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I think that uh, I think he's 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 looking at you. And goes okay. If we have have a deal, um, I'll. Uh, he's like, I have your word, and he uh, he slides the um, he he slides the dragon scale whetstone. Uh, this kind of like uh, changing color uh, scale across the um, across the table at you, um, and I assume you slide him ten thousand gold pieces. Oh well, here's the thing. I don't have 10, the other 10,000 gold. Minus the G because of the uh, swords. Okay. So how much does Rangrim have? Um, I think like 38. No, I only, I only have 1,600 gold. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're not that so he, sli- he slides it across and goes, and he like looks at the p- small pile of money you clank onto the counter and goes, I mean, it's still like, a lot of money, but if, in this uh, setting, goes, Maybe, um, I mean, does anyone want to pay for the, how about we, um, <laughs> do we want to, this is not enough money. I apologize. Um, and he kind of. You have like a layaway it. program. He, look, he looks at you just like a deadpan <laughs> stare and goes, this item has limited uses. <laughs> it's, if you use it once, it will have to sell it at a. 20% discount. <laughs> He's like, and pulls it back. He goes, let's, um, how about we keep this? I mean, there's a layaway program. If you want to give me the 1600 gold now and then come back and pay for it, but I won't be able to give you the dragon scale whetstone. You do understand. Yeah. So how about this? Well, maybe if I, I'll get the goal for it. I mean, you pop up fucking everywhere. I imagine well, we'll be back your here, shop uh, is always in the same same place all the time. And wherever you are, I could just send you a message and be like, Hey, we're back in town. Are you are you still here or are you in are you picking like weird weeds again in the nine hells? 
dust rooms. There, those are dust rooms. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah, those. those. I figure out what to do with those. What do those do? Oh, lots of things. Uh, lots of things. Uh, you, it. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I feel like you I should will, want me to be worried about it, just so you're to aware. Be, to be fair, I think I think I actually made up what those do, but I don't remember. So in it, I also I will, don't think you shared that information with me. So there's gonna be a lot of NPCs that randomly just catch a dust room to the noggin. That's fair. Um, that's true. Okay, so just because, uh, just for brevity's sake, um, we are uh, <sighs> you are you're, he pulls back the dragon scale whetstone and puts it back on the shelf. Um, and like kind of points down at a couple of the rare items. It goes, no, you, you, you have any of these if you want them. But anyway, let's, um, maybe we give, uh, someone else a chance to, to buy, to buy an item since you seem to be uh, a bit strapped, but don't worry. I will hold onto this item for you there. You, uh, there, uh, Master Duergar. Well, let me, uh, quickly interject because Cosmo is our, what we call the bankroll in this, this household. Uh, so I'm just going to, Make a quick request. Can uh, the I coin, please... the coin daddy? Yes, I have heard of those. Yeah. Coin daddy. <laughs> the coin daddy. Um, <laughs> uh, real quick, could I please see the uh, the scroll that was kind of showing some some gusts of wind off of it? Uh, what can you uh, tell me a little yes. bit about that, real quick? Yes, of course. the The scroll of the sky fallen, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this sky, this sky blue scroll uh, flutters in a magical breeze and is written in elvish. Uh, faraway lands can be seen floating in the background of its parchment and magically sputter into existence upon release reaching the edge. Minuscule birds soar through the clouds on both the paper on and off. By using an action to read this scroll, your words ring out to magically rip the wind out from beneath the wings of a creatures around you, any hovering or uh, any hovering or levitating or otherwise flying creatures within 120 feet of you must make a dexterity saving throw. A flying creature falls to the ground on a failed save, and a uh, and its flying speed is reduced to zero for one minute. On a successful save, any flying speed it has or similar means of flight is halved for one minute instead. If a creature is levitating or can hover, the creature safely descends at a rate of 60 feet per round until it reaches the ground instead. A creature with legendary actions is unaffected by the scroll. The scroll then vanishes in a plume of vapor and is destroyed. I'm a... I'm impressed by what you found, but you know a lot of single uses this round, Jargot. Usually, you uh, you have a little more repetition, but uh, I will absolutely use that to assist in the murder of one of the two dragons that we likely need to fight. So please uh, <laughs> add that to the pile. And then, uh, yes, I would be remiss if I did not get that adorable little duck patch that you have there because <laughs> the I patch have this of the Sick members only jacket and members only jackets only cool if it's got patches. And the duck patch uh, is just what you yes. Need. Yes, the patch <clears throat> of the mallard. This canvas patch can be magically attached to a piece of clothing by pressing against the clothing for one minute. The patch remains on the clothing until you remove it. You can remove this patch as a reaction when you fall. If you do, your rate of ascent slows to 60 feet per round for one hour or until you land. If you land before the effect ends, you take no falling damage and can land on your feet. If you land in water, you remain buoyant for the rest of the duration. Alternatively, if you remove this patch using an action to become uh, magically buoyant for in water for one hour, floating on the water surface. Oh my God! You can remove. <laughs> you can. You can remove the 
Jesus Christ. You, anyway, you, you remove the patch as an action, you become magically buoyant in the water for one hour, floating on the water surface for duration. If you start your, your oh my God, if you start your turn underwater during this effect, you rise up to 30 feet towards the water surface. If you're carrying more than twice your weight, you lose your buoyancy. Once this patch has been removed from a piece of clothing, it's attached to the patch, loses its magic, and becomes a mundane patch, but still looks really, really cool. If the magical patch is removed from a robe of useful items, you don't have one of those. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't really care about the magical effect. I just like how it looked. And then uh, di ditto to the uh, the great necklace. I want that as well. Uh, you know, spare it's me all the details because it's just it's really both cool. a grape and a great necklace. I totally, totally agree with that sentiment. So uh, I'll take all three of these items. That's what? 2,200 minus 1,000 from uh, the katanas. Uh, can I offer you any embroidery work on any clothing that you have? Um, I'm not sure if you saw. Guys, turn around real quick. <laughs> He's looking at it and goes, uh, it, it, I think even Bryn's like pointing out like, Come on, it's a uh, it's really good stuff. It's good. He's, I think Bryn's been looking around this whole time, like just in like utter fucking shock that you guys are just this familiar with this absolutely buck wild other place. planer, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a literal other world market. Um, but uh, he's uh, look at uh, Jargot who's like wearing like these incredibly like fine, like filigree, like, like just I think like maroon and gold robes, just looks at you and goes, I appreciate the offer there, Master Elf, but. I have a tailor that I've been going to for the last thousand years or so. Are they hot? Well, they're in the nine <laughs> hells, so incredibly. That's fair. Oh, I'll God. bring you back a jacket. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you uh, packs over 1,200 gold and, um, uh, you know, trading in those katanas, and you walk away with a uh, patch of the mallard, a vineyard amulet, and... Uh, oh, my God, what is the other one? The... Uh, Scroll of the scroll of the sky fallen. Yes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're not going to take the uh, take those murder arrows, murderous arrows. I mean, store will be here when we get back. That's fair. Um, yeah, as long as you guys survive, totally. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, you take those items. Um, let's uh, let's pass this over to uh, our boy Cosmo, um, and then we'll we'll loop back around to Rangrim, uh, see if he wants anything before uh, before heading out, or if he's going to save uh, bank his uh, bank his dollars and invest them in a Roth IRA. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think you know I, I don't got to scratch for it, so maybe if I come across it, and then you know if you find any items you you need that needs smushing, just I'll uh, bang my line. I think, I, think to, I think we might be able to make a deal. And if you need to do some plundering on the prime material plane to get the get the scratch, totally understand. Oh, I don't know if you heard, but we're gonna go resurrect the Dawn Forge. So if you need any sun-blessed weapons, uh no idea what that is at all. Well, we have a deal for you in the future, my friend. It's uh we don't really know what it does. We went to the dusk one, which magically enhances items crafted at night. So uh, the Dawn Forge, likely the opposite. Uh, I would guess that. Yeah, it seems to make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're after we finish up wrapping up here, we're gonna go probably open that bad boy up and uh, bless some items for the day. Seems like a win. Sounds like a good time. Um, that's fantastic. So, um, 
Cosmo, uh, what would you uh, what would you like? Oh, um, I don't recall. What were you uh, gonna give me as he reaches into his uh, rainbow uh, trans? I don't remember how we describe it. Pulls out a uh, chisel or the axe. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think that we talked about putting that in the very rare category. Um, and uh, so he, I believe. Uh, he had originally offered you 10,000 gold pieces for it. Um, I, I, that, I think that's his base uh, for a very rare item. Okay, cool. Well, uh, 10,000, that seems like a great trade. I was uh, reading the description on that, uh, that belt there, the four elements belt. It references a need for uh, some sort of a key point. What's a key? I don't have any keys. Oh use. yeah, no, you don't you don't you don't need to worry about that at all. It's um, that's yeah, it came off some it came off some some dead ass monk. So yeah, don't worry about that. You don't you don't need uh. Oh, I didn't realize let's, monks use keys. They do. Yeah, it's different kinds of not the door ones. There's different kinds. Um, I I just realized that that thing has uh would need to be attuned by a uh, a monk. Um, we can figure out how to bypass the key point stuff, and uh, yeah, we can we can we can I will figure out a way to uh kind of modify this to fit uh you better. Uh, we can work together on that. Um, because Cosmo but... is in the uh, realm of multi-classing via items. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as we all are. As we Give all him are. another class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's throw down a third class. Hundred uh, percent. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we can we'll we'll figure out the key points. Um, he goes. Yeah, I should have um, should have looked at that. I think I can knock a little bit off that for it. Um, let's knock. Uh, let's knock two thousand gold pieces off for for that, and we can uh, we'll figure out how to bypass that. He like kind of like opens the case and like. Uh, wipes wipes a little bit off of there and like uh, does a little spit shine. Goes, oh wait, that I think they'll come. That, those keys will come right off there. Oh great, yeah, I've got plenty of keys. I don't have to. I don't want to be protecting any more keys. Uh, so you're saying eighteen, eighteen thousand? Yeah, eighteen thousand sounds good. All right. Well, uh, with uh, chisel as a trade for ten, that brings it down to eight, and uh, I find that to be. A very fine trade. So uh, okay, yeah, you you pass over chisel. Uh, just a little history on this weapon. Uh, chisel is a uh, a great axe uh, that is made from the body of a gorgon. Uh, so it has the ability to potentially petrify someone when you hit them. Uh, and so it it's essentially a gorgon great axe. Um, you can actually anyone plays around DD Beyond. Um, it, it is an item that is public and has been created. So if you look for uh, Chisel, uh, the item, you can actually add it to your character sheet, uh, which is really cool. It's a, it's part of the, like, um, their little, uh, you know, kind of homebrew items. But anyway, uh, you pass this uh, item over that you've had for quite some time now. Uh, and uh, he hands you this uh, this really cool uh, bol- uh, belt of the four elements. Like I said, it looks like it's made out of stone and uh, has these uh, four gems imbued into it. Um, so I, I I'll just give a little uh, little 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 flavor for it. This belt is made from stone plates harvested from a uh, from the earth elemental, uh, from an elemental plane of earth. Uh, in it are four gemstones, which are each attuned and associated with a different elemental uh, and damage type: uh, air, earth, fire, and water. Uh, and when found, the uh, belt's planar energy is channeled through uh, 
one of the uh, one of the gemstones essentially. So you uh, get the ability to add different kinds of damage uh, to your attacks uh, with this item, which is really really cool. And damage resistance, which is what we're looking for. And damage resistance. Oh yeah, yeah. So you get you get resistance to the channeled. I love the idea that like when you're gonna get attacked by something, you just kind of like. <laughs> you swap it over to the other one and then you uh out of fear um but anyway uh perfect okay so you um you get this belt of the four elements for uh essentially eight thousand plus your trade uh which is a hell of a deal uh so this is uh thank you and he like if you look puts chisel and he puts it into the very rare item case pretty much immediately and he's like i've been looking after this one for for some time ever since you originally showed it to me kind of uh uh kind of uh you know just didn't didn't actually sell it but that's great uh, glad to finally have it in the collection so yeah it's, is there uh, anything else it wasn't really too much else that uh had caught in me me dwarven eye as of yet but uh knowing what's in the case i may uh consider it and uh maybe we'll be back to i imagine uh rain is gonna be back to pay make payments on that uh whetstone so uh, of course of course yeah i will like i said i'll keep a handle on that the uh don't be surprised if chisel uh chisel goes away and ends up in someone else's hands it potentially could be a pretty desirable item uh but for uh we might have some new items by the time you come back around depending on how long it's been we have uh it seems like things have been um i don't know if you felt it or not but there's um things things seems like they've been getting a little bit more dire as of late, and uh, seems like people are arming themselves with a bit more frequency. Um, not really sure what exactly is going on, but there seems to be a, a feeling in the air of just a little bit more desperation, a little bit more preparedness than normal. So a lot of uh, trading of items has been going up, uh, which is good for me. Generally bad for the realm. Yeah. Jargot, uh, real quick question. Uh, you have any familiarity with... Uh... Legendary and or ancient dragons? I tend to stay away from them. Uh, but aside from that, uh, you don't live as old as I am without just having a healthy fear of ancient dragons. But uh, they are incredibly powerful if you happen to come across one that is and or are either find a dead or are uh, able to kill one. Uh Please let me know. There are, as you can see with this whetstone, pieces that can be harnessed from them that are incredibly magically potent. Uh, and we could make some very, very uh, good deals, I believe. Uh, minus having to murder one, any thoughts on uh, things they might like to receive as like a, like a housewarming present or like a, hey, we just showed up at your doorstep. Please let us in and don't kill us all. Yes, uh, from my experience, they really love edible arrangements, and usually in that uh, in, in in that situation, and the arrangement in question is the adventuring party that wanders into their lair. But um, I don't know for sure. Of course, every there is the different kinds of dragons, the chromatics and the metallics. They're very different. Um, but if you're looking, let's just say you're asking, metallics generally are more personable. Uh, you can deal with them and uh you know bring them a gift of course i think any of these items in this case would be a, a great gift for a dragon they like to obviously the more value the better but um chromatics i don't know if you're going to have the option as much when you say edible arrangements like normally i think fruits and chocolates but you're talking like goats and like livestock right <laughs> yeah an edible arrangement <laughs> Got it. That that so we'll leave 
we'll leave the donkeys outside. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good idea. All right. Well, we're gonna go talk to a dragon, and uh, best case scenario, we come back with some cool stuff and a new friend. Worst case scenario, we come back with no new friends and some cool stuff. So, see you soon. Yeah, he kind of like surprised at the um like you know kind of uh, effectiveness of this meeting and this uh, this purchase usually it uh it takes obviously a lot longer um he kind of like uh gives you all a, a nice like uh honestly like pretty courteous bow and uh settles himself down uh back in uh back behind the um you know the little desk there or the little stand uh, display case and uh as you all walk back out and i think as you guys shut the door behind you bring those now is that a regular occurrence that were we just in another, uh, now I might be mistaken, but were we in another plane there? That didn't seem like uh, ye olde, uh the primateria plane. It was not. Uh, we were indeed um, in, I don't know what level, I assume maybe the first. We definitely were in some realm of the Nine Hills. Yeah. I like did murder, murder those kids that were uh, consummating marriage outside of wedlock, so it's at least the second. I did I did hear their screams of agony uh, kind of just uh, echoing through the door there. I, hey, at least was, they weren't um, screams of ecstasy, am I right? Hold up a hand so, to Bryn. He slowly gives you a high five, but just like does not understand why. I uh, goes, well, um, that's... Uh, 300 ooh. years. That's quite a, um, that's a thing. That's, uh, you know what, live as long as I have, and uh, you don't see a lot of new things. That was a new thing. Bucket list checked off right there. So thank you very much for that one. So um, any other? Never, any uh, other? I don't think we have, sorry. We, we literally run into him like just about every city we walk into. There's a trading shop. You walk into it. It's jogging. Like, Gold Break, Rockdale, uh, Whitport. Whitport. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, I don't I, think there's Whitport. It, like every city. is. Mm. It almost feels like a dime a dozen, really. Like they're everywhere, like Starbucks. He's franchising. Just... He's franchising what you're saying. He's, he's really getting out there, putting, sure, his, uh, putting his brand up. Sure has. Making moves. That's, Are we uh, special? Maybe. See, I... I really haven't done much uh, much shopping. I've been uh, pretty much rocking this. So he like pulls a duster. He's like, been rocking this, and uh, and he taps his uh, his uh, his Vihander sword on his back and goes, I've been rocking these for uh, last uh, three hundred years or so. So haven't had much uh, time to you know, you go on a old shopping spree. So um, I, yeah, I don't know if Jargot was around when I was uh, when I was kicking around Gold Break back in the day. I could almost guarantee you he was. And also, he wasn't. But, I mean, if you ever want to upgrade your bi-hander, this crazy motherfucker will happily make it to twice to four times as much damage as it does now. So, it's, uh, it's real. we get to that Dawn Forge. Maybe we, uh, maybe that would that'd be pretty cool, man. It, you know, that sun comes up, this thing's gleaming. That'd be, uh, whew, that would be, uh, that'd be quite a sight to behold. So, hey, Rangrim, I... So I would I would absolutely love uh, to to take you up on uh, well the offer that your friend made for you <laughs> that you did not make but if that, if you're open to it that'd be uh, that'd be incredible on that big ass Oreos 
Oh, we're gonna yeah, like mush another magic item into it. You want to mush an item into it as long as you don't mess it up. You know, don't dull the dull the edge. Like I said, I've been keeping this thing uh, gleaming for uh, for you know a couple hundred years. But if you want, I mean, want to view it with uh, you know that that dawn magic or whatever the case may be, I, I've seen it on the cart. If you got that dusk magic, get that dawn magic. That that's uh, that sounds sounds mighty fine to me. Oh yeah, we should probably like on our way to the dawn forge see if Melvin's cool with us kicking that thing off and if we need to give him any like kind of heads up because like if he's like standing in the portal we like turn it on does it turn him off you know what i mean so i don't think he's alive i think he's just like magic like are we gonna break him cosmo you should know right you're an avatar warden what happens if we turn on both forges and there's a, a spirit well, sitting they, on top of the they, other one they they exist separately one at dusk and the other at dawn yeah, but he said they were like connected. Right. Yeah, there's a doorway. They're connected, but they're separate, but connected. There's a dusk and a dawn. Right? He'll he'll Melvin gotcha. will be fine. Melvin, he'll be good. All right. If you kill Melvin, probably nothing will happen. I think Melvin was if, like if I'm looking forward one big to empty the suit of armor. Forge. If a Melvin dies on the other side of the call, does it make a sound? I mean, do we need to let him know? Maybe he wants to be there for us turn on the Dawn Forge. Um, I think the door will open and we'll see him. There was like a door, he said. Oh, I thought that was a door. Oh, yeah, we didn't go. Yep, got it. Yep, I'm with you. Door and um, stuff. It's fine. Yeah, for uh, for <laughs> just it was a small been, door. Just because it's been a hundred years, uh, the the dawn there's a dawn forge and there's a dusk forge. The dawn forge has already been is is, is reactivated. It's on the other side. It's call. Uh, these are ancient dwarven forges that originally were uh, two parts of a pilgrimage between uh, the the ancient dwarven craftsmen who would travel from one to the other to essentially perfect their craft to make their perfect weapon. Um, this was for master craftsmen dwarves, uh, and it has been for long, 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 long time uh, shut down. And so the uh, the dawn forge was. Uh, uh, sorry, the Dusk Forge had been uh, reactivated by Melvin um, and uh, had you guys imbued a bunch of items uh, it, essentially that become more powerful at night. Um, and then uh, the he had tasked you with eventually going to the Dawn Forge uh, to reactivate it uh, because it had been essentially some sort of corruption had taken over it and it had sealed itself and no one had been in it in hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and so it, it was not active. So the actual like the the power uh, in the dust forge was mitigated because of the fact that the dawn forge right. was not active, um, and so essentially it just you know so happens to be that uh, this is in the same place as uh, you know as gold breaks lair. So you know just really lucky that happened. That's crazy how it just like I know isn't it crazy like when that. it when it be like that? Um, okay, so it do be like that. It do be like that sometimes. So just for uh, just for brevity's sake, uh, is there anything else you guys want to do before uh, you know? Essentially, kind of. Uh, I mean, before taking off um, and and heading towards uh, heading out. Is there? Uh, do we know if there's a livery near the Dawn Forge? I need to go slaughter like forty goats for a dragon. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know that uh, looking at looking at the map, you know that the Ebon the Ebon Ridge is relatively close to Tintown, um, and there are other. Uh, I'm sure you can find 
other like small villages that happen to be along the way. Um, but uh, you also know that once you get really close to the Ebon Ridge, it is a volcanic ash wasteland. So you you know that there's not going to be a lot. Um, but who knows? You can you might find the Pied Piper and be able to uh, call a bunch of goats to you. Cool. Uh, Glenn's going to be on the lookout for as we're traveling for anything that is uh, edible for a dragon. Okay, sounds good. Um, awesome. Uh, so let's just uh, just for just because we're running up against time here. Uh, thank you for thank you to Dan and everyone that's on the East Coast uh, who is uh, it's incredibly late right now, um, and so uh, the the four of you uh, kind of um, you know. Are, do you guys head out on uh, on land at first and then wait, uh, or do you want to just uh, or like do you want to travel by land at first, or do you want to wait till night and fly right away? I figure we probably, unless you guys have anything to do in town, maybe we would probably just get to Mosian. No sense sitting around unless you guys object. I mean, yeah. Is there just a livery in town in which they have a bunch of animals that I can <laughs> slaughter and then just For take sure. with us? Oh yeah, um, I would, yeah. I think 20, 20 gold pieces. Uh, you're able to get. Uh, you're able to get like a barrel of like st- goat meat, essentially. If that's what you'd like, or a bunch of different I buy, things. I buy three of them. Okay. How big's a dragon? Dragons are big. I buy dragons are big, but you all you can't fit eight on the cart. <laughs> There's no way. I can drag eight behind the cart. They're in barrels. Maybe I can put them on top. How many barrels you can fit on top of our cart? Because it's like a hard cage. I'm going to say six. Great. Buy 120 gold worth of goat meat. So nasty. I rolled um, a no. nat- I rolled a four for my dis- my insight check on him saying they like edible arrangements. So I'm just I'm just diving into the, the dice rolls. I love it. Uh, you you go to an incredibly perplexed uh, perplexed uh, butcher who uh, who just kind of like looking at you as you're pointing. I think the the scene we see is is Glenn. Uh, I think Rangrim's driving the cart over and uh, Cosmo's sitting on the front, like going like this. And I think uh, we see uh, the li- the uh, the butcher pointing, uh, looking very confused at the top of the cart, where Glenn is also pointing uh, as he points from the barrel to the top of the cart uh, that is just full of um, full of meat. Uh, you guys may to uh i think through uh through a lot of uh heaving and hoeing uh getting them to the top and tied down on top of your uh kind of like armored covered wagon that you uh that you are essentially traveling in pulled by two donkeys um now incredibly laden down with um with a meat that it luckily it's very cold here uh and won't spoil uh super super quickly um but i will say Traveling night and day, um, you will be able to, uh, you you would estimate you can reach this place in about a day and a half. I also would have stopped by um, a boyer on my way out, which is a person that makes bows, and I would have bought uh, the equivalent amount of arrow shafts so I can make the edible arrangement. Oh, God. That's okay. the fruits on sticks. Yeah, roll, uh, uh, take, take another 10 uh, gold pieces off for all those. Um, Great. Perfect. Uh, awesome. So uh, the uh, I think that um, you all travel down. You you go yeah, after loading up the cart. You travel down the elevator and uh, kind of travel through the uh, the military encampment that the revivists have uh, down on the bottom of uh, you know kind of the the bottom of where Ghost Shear is. Uh, as soon as you break out of where uh, you know 
the bubble, the protective bubble that's around Goshir, you remember um, just how incredibly cold the north is as you now enter back on the Frostfire Plains. Um, the nice thing is the the direction you're traveling is uh, is actually directly south, is not as um, you know filled with landmines as the uh, other parts of the Frostfire Plains that you've traveled on. And I think that with your, um, I think that with the amount that you uh, traveled through it before and with the guidance um, of the, uh, oh my gosh, of the Fearbulk Sajukor, uh, you are able to uh, traverse this without uh, much issue. Uh, let me uh, let me have uh, per, I, actually, you know what? I know your guys' passive perceptions. They're high enough that you guys do not uh, get, uh, you do not hit any um, in incredibly explosive uh, geysers of fire in the Frostfire Plains. Um, but yeah, so the you guys are traveling uh, throughout the day. Um, and I think at some point um, in the back of the cart, and I'll try to keep this as brief as possible, um, I think that uh, Bryn comes to Glenn and goes, now, uh, now, now Glenn, you, had, you said you had an idea that you've been trying to, you know, kind of been ruminating on for some time, right? Uh, yeah, I got, I got an idea for... Maybe a, a a cool design for for that that duster of yours. Did did you have something in mind? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I've been um, it's been a while since uh, I've really done any kind of um, support of the old Goldbrick name, and you know, kind of as I've we've been dealing with this more, and as we've been talking about, you know, potentially. Kind of reclaiming some of that that heritage and, and bringing the gold breaks back. I, I was wondering if uh, now I'm not trying to put anything on display, but do you think you'd be able to uh, put two different symbols into the uh, inside of my duster? I'd like um, over each side um, on the inside of my uh, you know my chest there inside of the pocket area. Um, I'd love on one side to be the gold break symbol, and then the other one. The black worms. Do you think that's something you could do? I think it's only appropriate that I would I would honor that request as long as I get to embroider what I want on the back. He's looking at you. Roll a uh, roll persuasion. <laughs> roll a persuasion check with advantage. Uh, or not persuasion. Yeah, persuasion check with advantage. Uh, seventeen. I think he looks at you and goes, you know, I've had this duster for a real long time. And, uh, no, I'll be respectful, I promise. I, that's, that's what I was going to say. I, there are many people that I would trust to, uh, you know, mess with one of my two belongings that I've had with me during this journey. And I trust you, Glenn. I, I trust, uh, I trust whatever you do, do what, uh, do whatever you feel is, feels right. I, um, I didn't, um, I didn't really get to, uh, this kind of came up when I was talking to Cosmo and we don't have to get too deep into it, but he led me to believe that, um, you and I might have more similarities in our backgrounds than I recently, uh, or had previously thought. And I know I'd given you a hard time from time to time, Ben. So just want to say that, uh, you know, from someone who's been through a lot and has lost, about everything in their life from friends to family to well <laughs> my identity i uh i just said wanted to say that uh i understand how hard that can be 
that's a it's a kind sentiment and i hope you know at this point in our relationship that if i wasn't busting your metallic balls we wouldn't be friends so i appreciate you Brendan. uh look forward to just murdering the fuck out of the emperor man he sounds like a real dick he's uh he, he i think he like lets out a laugh and just like slaps you on the back with like a pretty heavy metallic hand and goes we're gonna kill we're gonna we are gonna kill the ever-living shit out of that guy we're gonna make most of his insides outsides it's gonna be fun amen to that um he uh he he like i think that he's laughing and then talking about this as um uh, you guy, I think he, he hands you the duster and passes it off to you and uh, kind of starts to get to work. I assume that like as you're traveling, the uh, the forge in the back is like lit up so that it's it's keeping everything warm and it's nice and toasty in the back there. And I I, I figure that, you know, everyone's kind of rotating in and out. Uh, people are, you know, to try to get warm from time to time. Probably Rangrim the least, though, uh, just kind of suffering through the, the cold, but also like just wanting to spend more time with the donkeys and also just being the one who drives the cart. Um, and I think it, it, you travel throughout the day and before, this is important, you aren't able to travel far enough uh, in, through the day to reach um, Winterhaven, uh, which is where the uh, blockade is at, because you're traveling directly in that direction. Um, and uh, it turns night long before that. And uh, Rankham, roll me a uh, animal handling check with advantage. And ask about that, because I was like, we just get to the blockade. Animal handling with advantage. <laughs> like the people that do the random turnaround at the border, they're like, hold on, <laughs> got to go drop off the contraband. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought that was going to be bad, but um, I forgot. I have a plus five to animal handling, so that is a 19. I love it. Um, yeah, you are uh, you are able to, I mean, you can see, I think you can see Winter Haven in the, uh, like, in the far distance. You're starting to see the lights of that town as it's as the sun's starting to go down, and uh, it's it's definitely getting kind of like, you're like, hey, well, we should slow our roll, but as the, uh, as the sun goes down and the cart illuminates with that violet uh, magical light, um, you are able to, uh, you know, with practice ease at this point, uh, kind of coax the uh, both Champagne and Kalakne, your two trusty donkey and mule, um, into a galloping speed and uh, take off uh, like you have many times before uh, with your flying cart. I think it's dragging a little bit, uh, like the back end sagging a little bit because of all the weight on it, but you're still able to get this thing up into the sky um, and uh, fly, uh, you know, with with steady ease over the uh, the city of Winterhaven, which you can see as you're flying over it um, is just it is a. It is a smaller army than what you saw that the Revivists have. You think probably like maybe a third of the army that the Revivists had amassed that is uh, surrounded on Winterhaven. But you can see that like they have dug in deep here. This town is whatever that town was before. You can imagine that those people have been displaced because there is just like a massive uh, like barricade that is built up in the front and holes dug everywhere. And what you can probably tell is just traps galore heading up to this thing. Um, but the town is interesting. Uh, it seems like for whatever reason, there is a sheer uh, divide in the town where only half of it is covered in snow. The other half is completely uncovered, essentially. It's a, like a line through halfway through the town where there is snow and then there's... It's Snow, snow on the empire side or no snow there's no on snow the... on the empire side it's almost like a sheer line that runs down the middle of it <laughs> why that is 
you don't know. You haven't been to Winter Haven, but there seems to be something funky going on there. So um, you uh, you continue uh, heading south, uh, traveling towards uh, towards the uh, the Dawn Forge, um, and I think you're traveling uh, traveling throughout the night, and you get past a uh, far past Winter Haven at this point, and you can see the the sprawling uh, the sprawling plains of the Quiet Lands uh, that are on your right hand side. You can see like maybe in the distance you start to see like you know some little tiny lights that might be Tin Town or Whitport, um, and you can see like the Von Hurst Locks starting to extend uh you know to your kind of like uh southwest um and you also start to see like in the far distance you start to see the looming kind of black uh cylindrical shape of the ebon the ebon ridge volcanoes um and as you are seeing this uh glenn you are um i think you're which i Good question. It's it's night. It's cold. Um, would Glenn be spending as much time as possible in the back of the cart or uh, in uh, or in the? Um, I assume that's a. I said that's a good, good question. question. Yeah. No one asked God, question. It's it's become a fixed phrase. Um, it <laughs> you uh, would you be in the back of the cart uh, keeping warm as much as possible or would you be sitting on the front with uh, with Ranger? Uh Depending on the timing in which I finished stitching. Okay. Uh, um, that's, that's, yeah. that's perfect. Uh, so what, um, I would actually, actually, I would love to ask you this first. What, um, what does the stitching, uh, look like? I think I would love to see you hand this back to Bryn. I think you finished. Okay. Um, so the, the internals of the jacket would be exactly what he asked, but on the inside of the right side, uh, would be the gold break. And on the inside of the left side, because it'd be, you know, closest to the heart would be the black worms. But then on the back is Bryn in his human form with his massive Vihander, like uh, like raised, ready to go to war, riding a nondescript gold dragon, uh, like into battle. And then at in because all of them have text underneath it, it says uh, the rightful empire or the, the the rightful heir to Goldbreak like in big ass letters like, so it's just like a go fuck yourself yeah yeah the true well i want to say king but it's not king so like the true well, emperor of gold break but the two so, true king of gold break whatever it would be to be fair there actually was this so that that's not something we talk about there was there was a uh, a monarchy before there was the the uh the empire before the black worms okay because yes. glenn would have known that from a, reading it so it would have been yeah. it would read then the true king of gold break like as yeah. a big fuck you to the the empire i love it um i think you hand this back to Brand. <laughs> i think you hand this back to brand and i think he's just like uh absolutely like an undershock and i don't think he says anything to you i think he just gives you the just like a, a slightly bone crushing uh hug um but you can just feel the um the gratitude uh, and of like he, I, I don't think that Bryn is someone has felt seen many times in his life or people that have cared about him that much in a very long time. And I think that this time that he has spent with you, I, I think that it has just meant the absolute world to him. And as he kind of, he gives you like this, uh, this bone crushing hug, um, he like, um, Glenn, you, uh, you feel something lift off of you and just start to screech oh, um, with a uh with just a loud alerting noise and you see this like green light that just starts to go off like crazy Fuck. and Bryn just says glenn what the hell is and as that happens you feel something heavy 
collide with the cart. Rangrim, Cosmo, roll me, uh, roll me perception checks. I'll just take my passive. My passive's 20. Okay. <clears throat> uh, okay. Uh, I think, uh, Rangrim, you, uh, you, so you all notice this. I mean, this, the cart, this thing, something heavy collides with the cart in midair and it just like, I think the cart immediately goes 45 degrees sideways. A heavy blow that you hear screeching of metal. And like, I think that uh, at least one of the barrels uh, breaks free and like falls, just plummets to the earth below, thousands of feet below, like a thousand feet below you. Um, and uh, I think, Rangram, you just like stand up in your reins and you turn back around. You are staring directly at, uh, you see the sheen just drop from them as you see a massive four-winged draconic figure that is mm. just like mm. in covering Fuck. the entire backside of the cart. Its neck just whips around at you, Rangram, as you're looking straight at it. And you just hear like a screech and it. You, then you start to hear it inhaling. It's like, like a, an inhaling breath. Um, Cosmo, Rangrim, I need you to make dexterity saving throws. Plus four, because Cosmo. <laughs> I got you, Cosmo. You roll the dice. Don't worry about that. Um, and I always forget about this. I have an advantage. I have an addition to my dex saving throws because of a feat I took, and I also have Shield Master. So I get a bunch Ooh, of stuff for dex saving throws. Ooh, Master of Shields. What is a Shield Master? Okay, I had my Shields AC to my deck saving throws I make. Okay, so, so it already is in there. Yep. That's nasty. Your Super Shield? Fuck. So that becomes a... 25. Nat 20. You Nat 20? Oh, shit. Um, right so time to do 20. it. Nat 20 for Cosmo and a 25 for Rangrim. Um, you see, okay, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you two options. You see Chikar, the this this just like twisted, demented, draconic uh, figure with uh, with six six legs and four wings that is just like just wrapped around your cart and like is sending it into like kind of like a spiral. Um, this thing is just inhaling and you can tell within a second you're like this thing is going to use some sort of breath weapon and it's aiming it directly at you and Cosmo. I'm going to give you an option. You can either dive into the cart or you can dive off, like into the back of the cart or you can dive off of the cart or you can dive onto the donkeys. One you get you get three choices there. Like you can dive into the air, you can dive into the back of the cart with Glenn and Bryn, or you can dive onto the donkeys. Uh, you, I will give you the choices because your your rolls are both so great. I feel like Rangram probably just instinctually jump forward because then he can still control the cart if he's on the donkeys. Uh, can I check the girls? Uh, so I mean, Chikar's on top of the the cart. If you really, if you want, oh, well, you're gonna up. be jumping. Yeah, he's up on top of the cart. He's he's like so. It, like if you're looking at the cart, he's like on the side and over the top. He's huge. He's he's way bigger than the cart is. So then, so he's on top of the cart. The options were onto the donkeys, 
off into the, the back. Rest, yeah. Or in the back. I, if yeah, you roll me, if you go into the back. We're good. Okay, I, I mean, you rolled a you rolled a natural twenty. I honestly, if you want to try to jump on Shakar, I'll say you can grab his tail is whipping around. I'll say you can jump onto his tail that's like off the side, like, and I'll say you can. If he's about to blast me with a, a freaking breath weapon, I am aiming for like I would be headed for throat. I would be headed to try and like jump. Kind of Cosmo jumps into the danger. Okay. Um, I mean, I it, it's really hard for me to be to allow like to just to, to figure out a way where you would jump towards his face and fine. not that's be in, in like, the breath weapon. Just just jump just in the cart. We go into the cart. Okay. Cosmo, you jump into the cart, Rangram, you jump onto uh Shimpagan or Kalogne. Um Don't make him pick. Don't make him pick. Shimpagan. Okay, Shimpagan, the the OG. Um, you uh, you dive onto Champagne as you see Chikar release a massive stream of just like this green, black, like burning acid that just blasts where you and, and Cosmo had just been sitting. And Rangrim, you with particular horror, at, you stare back at, at this where you were just sitting and you watch as the acid eats directly through the seat that you had been sitting in and directly through the connection point between the cart and the donkeys. And you see it just, the cart just break in half at that point. And Rangrim, you continue flying on the donkeys. You see the cart fall into a just death spiral with Chakar still riding atop it. And that is where we're gonna leave the session tonight. Fuck. How do you even, I don't even, all that goat meat. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.